Hello and welcome to the newest edition of the Basement Talk podcast. Hope you all are well. I am your host, Ed Bertzel, joined as always by Brett Mayer and Tim Brady. Lads, how are we? I'm, I'm doing well. Doing well. I mean, I'm sorry. As the uh, as the noble youth would say, I'm actually I'm doing swell. I'm going to say that every episode now. Thank you. That's all you got today? Oh, sorry. Um, episode 14. There we go. Sorry. I, I, I was waiting it. for that. Let's get it going, boys. Yeah. How we doing, everybody? How we doing? As Tim said, episode 14. Let's get it rolling, baby. Very excited about this one. We have a very great segment coming up. Ed, do you want to tell us about it? Boys and girls, we are a gender-exclusive podcast. Oh, of course. We are all for the women. Of course. And we are, of course, joined by our producer, Matt Birdsell. Matt, I think I'll say this in your, uh, your native tongue. Konnichiwa. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm doing good, thank you for asking. Good. Um, I'm, glad. I'm glad very excited that, for today's uh, episode. Um, so, uh, shall we kick it off? We, I think we, uh, we definitely should. Let me, let me do the first intro. If you would like to do the intro, I mean, p- please go ahead. You want to steal my thunder? Let's see how you do. This is your audition. My audition? Ooh. No, no. This is more like for one of your strikes taken away. Oh, so we'll I'm see how you do. So, I'm so confused right now. I, I am too, but... Matt's it, stealing my thunder, and he's going to run it down to what we're going to be talking about. Oh. oh. A little twist up. Episode yeah, 14. A little twist up. Let's go. Wow. Go for it, please. Alrighty, so gents. Um, so on Monday, we experienced The Bachelor, and... They cut some giants from this one. So without further ado, boys, let's crack it open. Let's go. What you guys think? So, so I, if I may critique, if I may critique, yeah, wait. So you have to, you have to give something got, the, the viewers, the listeners, something to look forward to after you talk about the Bachelor. So the way that I would have done it, if I can constructively criticize, is you say we're going to talk about the Bachelor. We give one quick question that is incorporated in the Bachelor, and then we'll be talking about our all-time favorite athletes list. That's the way that. I personally would have done it, but whatever floats your boat, I, I can appreciate this. But I've done this before. I'm a radio professional. Ed has done this before. Just to remind you, he ha, has, has, done Ed, has Ed done this before? I believe he has. I, I think that the that I've done this before is going to be like Brett's version of 2006 Rose Bowl, that I'm just going to make sure that every episode I remind everyone that I've done this before and that I am a radio professional. Just like it's my job to remind us that it's episode 14, everyone. Right. Episode 14. Episode 14. Haven't gotten it wrong in at least a week. What's the Rose Bowl? Never heard of it. Never heard of it? No, no idea. No, no idea? Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Especially 2006. I don't, I don't remember. Don't Never recall. heard of it. Nope. Don't recall uh, someone by the name of uh, Vince Young? I don't well, know. I don't know like who that is. The Rose Bowl is like a rose-designed smoking pipe. I was going to go with a... Bowl of roses. Interesting take. Interesting take. A bowl there. of roses that Peter should be giving out on the Bachelor. Wow, you and know you you kill it every weekend. You really uh, kill it with the transitions. Again, I'm just a radio professional. I have done this all before. Right. I'm not dilly dying. Let's I've get let's let's, let's get into yeah. This, let's boys. get down to so, business. All right, let's talk about some Bachelor. We are final six was last night. We we're going to get down to four because next week, gents, is your first dose of hometowns, and hometowns is. Fucking wild. But, for now, uh, the ladies and our man, Pistol Pete, they are in Lima, Peru. So they've gone from Chile, Santiago, Chile, to Lima, Peru. And, again, another wonderful place for Pistol Pete to show off that he is bilingual. Yeah, I think they're really trying to send that one home. Oh, like, he loves he to flex. Can speak two languages, which is cool, but... I only needed one episode to know that. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't need three. Yeah, they really want to hammer in that 
Pete is Cuban and loves to talk in Spanish. Also, and that he's just one of many cultures. End of the episode, little uh, cutscene where they showed him. They took a replay of an earlier scene in the show, and he's talking to that guy who's been married for a long time, or whatever it was. Like he does every episode, but they showed a, a little conversation he was having and he was struggling and I'm starting to wonder if just like most other things in the show his Spanish lines are written for him and it really didn't like, I'm sure he knows some Spanish you growing up with a conspiracy well, I mean, yeah no, that's I, a I, I can, I'm just it's not even conspiracy it's not even conspiracy wow. and I don't even know if they're maybe written's the wrong word but they're they're he thinks about him before he can't just speak Spanish fluently I, it doesn't seem like that because <laughs> it is in his post scene it looked like he was struggling to get out an easy sentence it's a pretty harsh accusation Tim very, very harsh. Are we, are we, are we saying that maybe uh, Pistol Pete is not Cuban? Um, I just I just imagine, though, like, they're focused in on him. They got him from, like, an angle, and then straight ahead, Pete's just reading index cards. Just of the Spanish. That would be something. That, that, that would most certainly be something if Pete is just in all of his Spanish conversations and reading off of, like, cute cards. So he's a fraud, then. So we're claiming, whoa, we're whoa, claiming whoa, Pete whoa, whoa, a liar? Whoa, whoa, I'm not going to go that far. I will not be or calling him a word around. I'm, oh, uh, oh he's no? Not, he's not a liar. I'm not no. saying that. You brought this up. I, well, uh, I'm okay with the L word. I am not okay with the F word. That is disturbing. Did you call him a fraud? Shh. Whoa, Tim. Producer, producer, please eat that F word. Please. I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to hear the F word in my podcast ever again. I don't think he's a liar. I think he just speaks less Spanish than we were led on to believe. Okay. That's most. That, that's mostly that what I'm trying to say. Find. Because it doesn't seem as fluent for him when the camera is, you know, like on the side. And, like, it's not not a main segment. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I also had to say. That's fair. I, I can get behind that. It was interesting to see that. I was surprised the first time I saw him speaking not on an actual clip. Very fair. So uh, we get to the beginning of the episode. Pete stops by the hotel the ladies are staying in. And he basically sits down with them and lays down the law that he wants everyone to consider, whether whether or not they are here for all of the right reasons, whether they want to be there for him, whether they want to get married, uh, have kids, you know, the, the whole nine yards. And we, we get it, that Pete is here because he wants to find his wife. We, that point is again. Are you sure? Hammered in. I would say that I am ninety percent positive that Pete is here because he wants to find his wife. He only says it fucking six times an episode, and, it, mm. and it's hard because it's like a part of me is like, you know what, dude, shut up. Like we get it, we know why you're here, but also the man is trying to find a wife, and you know you probably it is, it is a very be serious, pretty clear yeah. about like what you're what you're looking for. Like it's not like he's just going into this all willy nilly. Like not totally. I get why he keeps hammering these points home. It's just a little, it's a little repetitive. Like we, we get it. A tiny bit. I got a little bit of a take that could really just blow the roof off this bitch. Let's, but let's hear it. So. Uh, this oh, is boy. this is very keen with the ladies, which I have realized. They do a lot of like their one-on-one segments with the camera, like expressing their feelings about how they're so confident about this. Like for example, Kelly just talked about last oh, night. Don't talk about Kelly. Like, Fuck these other two, and give me the rose. So and then she ends up getting sent home, and we've seen these like confidence that's come back just to bite them in the ass. You know, what you, if them saying, what if, well, what if Pete saying all the time, like, I want to find my wife, I think one of these women here is my wife, turns around to bite him in the ass? Well, we are going to get to that, because I do, I do have a, uh, a little conspiracy theory that we, I was talking about today that um, we need to absolutely discuss, because I think this is one of the closest things 
to a truth for the way that this ends that we I've conjured so far. But uh, going back to the beginning of the show, uh, Descartes comes, the first one, and it is, drum roll please, da -da 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 -da, Madison. Madison gets her second one-on-one -on -one before Natasha I couldn't, got I, her first one-on-one. -on -one. I could not believe it. I was, I, I was so shocked. I, I wrote down in my notes that I take every episode when I watch. By because myself. you were prepared. Of course. I said, ooh, Natasha is sick. As yeah. she should be. Yeah, but I, I think couldn't she believe be more, it. She would be more vocally sick if it were anybody else but Madison. I think Ma I'd Madison say. is just universally just liked oh, by, no, 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 by wait, everybody. I don't know who Madison is. There is no Madison on the show. Oh, apparently, is it, is it apparently Maddie? Apparently, it's just Maddie now. I'll be, well, it's just Maddie now. This is true. What are we, seven episodes in? And uh, we're, yeah. just, we're just calling her Maddie now. I haven't heard that once. I have not heard Maddie once the entire show. We also haven't heard about her in a while, though. They really pressed it this episode, though. Did uh, they? But that's, that was the thing, is that Pete was calling her Maddie, and then Kelsey's calling her Maddie, and uh. then she's like, she's, like, referring to herself as Maddie. Like, I don't even know. Like She's, I, trying, to push, she's trying to push it, you know? I tell you what, it hasn't been mentioned once before this episode, but I dig it. Uh, you know, I think I'm just a little pissed off because... You dig it, Ed. <laughs> I dig it. I've never had, like, a good, like, nickname. With my, like, I'm, Me either. I, I, one I, syllable, I, bro. I'm Timothy, so it's like... Well, Tim's your nickname. Tim. Tim's, like, your but short Tim's thing. not a nickname. Like, that's just my name. Like, it's always been my name. All right, look, my name's Brett. No, it's, I, I feel for you, too. I just... I, I know that I've always wanted a nickname... And I've never had the balls to just be like, here's my new nickname, and like tell everyone it's my nickname. Sometimes like, you just got to do that. I, no, I'm not going to pull that one. I can't, I can't say the same for that one, unfortunately. Well, you, you're Eddie Big Bird. Like, yeah, Eddie, Big, you got Ed. Big Bird. I try and push my nicknames when I can. I got none. You got to make them up. But I, I'm not going to do that. Let's stop talking about me, all right? Let's talk about these women because this is way more important. I My my little insecurity about my uh, nickname. Look, Tim, sometimes you need to go to therapy. I might have to talk to someone about no, this. No, no, no. We're talking about it right now. No, 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 no. I feel like this is therapy. We have Tim openly acknowledging on a hot mic that The Bachelor is more important than himself. This is a breakthrough, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and keep complaining. This is a true I, If you guys want me to keep complaining, I can go on. No, right? no, 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 no. Please. You are absolutely more entitled to. This is... When we do our podcast, this is, this is therapy. This is open therapy. Can I complain about something else? Please, go ahead. All right. We need to kill time anyway, so please, go All ahead. All right. It's actually someone's been pissed me off. Oh God! So, no, no, no! You're looking so, at me. Is no, something no, wrong no, with no, me? No, no, I'm just, I'm just I'm looking at the mic, and you're like okay. I'm trying to focus. All right, so. Oh boy. Okay. No, no, no. It's just so in my room, right? I have a thing of paper towels. Like it's just like I'm a clumsy guy. Like okay. I, I spill a lot of drinks. If I'm being honest with you guys, I spill a lot of drinks. Oh, you're a klutz. Yeah, no, I'm a klutz. Okay. So I have a nightstand with my TV on it, right? Like my dresser? No, I'm sorry, not nightstand. Like my dresser. Your dresser, with, the TV. With, okay, with I was gonna say nightstand. That'd be very hard. And um, it's a pretty big TV. I'm kind of a baller, you know. So it goes from end of the nightstand, end of the dresser to that the other end. Podcast money. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, to the end of other end of the dresser. So I can't see behind my TV of what's on my dresser, and that's where I keep the paper towels because that's like the best spot in my room to keep. So for a long time, they're on the left side of the TV, and then I got a new paper towel roll. And then I had to use it, and then I put it on the right side of the TV. And then it lived on the right side of the TV for a long time, right? And then something happened. And I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, it was on the wrong side of the TV. And now every single time I go to grab a fucking paper towel, 
it's on the wrong side of the TV. And then I move it to that side of the TV because I'm like, no, this is where my paper towel roll belongs. Uh-huh. And then the next night I go there and I try and get it and it's on the wrong side of the TV again. And I've been going through this fucking thing. So you keep going back and for forth. For like two it. weeks where I don't know what wow. side of my TV the paper towels are on. And I've been, I've been really getting pissed off about this. But like, this is your fault though. No, it's my fault. I can't remember what side of the TV it's on because I'm so used to being on the other side. Like, I don't know if you guys understand, like, the mental trauma. I, no, this is what I'm getting. Because I've been running laps around my fucking room for, like, a week now, and it's really just, it's it's killing me. This yeah. is what I'm getting. You you pick it up from the left side, then you put it back on the right. Then the next day comes when you spill another drink, apparently. No, no, no. So and it's like, you, it's you go to the left. Spilling drinks. Like, I was, like, some chips, right? And, like, I don't yeah. want, like, the Dorito dust on my fingers. Napkin, so I have a yeah. paper towel, and I, like, wipe my fingers off a lot because I don't like the Dorito dust. It, it, it pisses me off. But as far as the, uh, the paper towel, so what happens is, I walk up to my TV, right? Say the paper towel's on the left side. Yeah. I walk up to the right side, and I'm like, fuck. And then I'm like, all right, reach across the back of my TV, grab the paper towels, and then I put them on that side. Okay. Because I'm like, this is where I think they are. Yeah. But then the next night, I'll go to my TV, and they're on the other side, because I can't keep this shit together. Uh, you asked, you told me I okay. could keep going. This has been, this has no, been fine. eating my brain about why I can't get so a So I just I'm have to, response. I have to ask one question. Why don't you walk around to the other side of the dresser? Why do you reach across the whole thing to grab it behind the TV? Because in my, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, I must think it's on this side. Like, I'm going to stick with this side. I'm yeah. going to keep putting it on this side. But then for some reason, the next night, I'm like... No, maybe I put it on the other side. Like it's like it's like a guessing game. Like I'm sitting in front. And why of my do you TV. do this in the dark? <laughs> why do you do this in the pitch black every night? My room isn't well lit. Okay, it's just not. Like to get to the light, it's like on my desk. It's a longer walk than to get to my TV. I, I just I had to talk. Okay, about no, that. all my questions because were I've been answered. Think, I, I'll be like in the car driving, and I'm like, why can't I remember what fucking side of the TV my paper towels are on? I just can't remember it. Completely fair. In short, I believe this is called OCD. It's not OCD. A tiny bit. No, you know it's OCD? Because you are obsessing over what side of the television your paper towel your paper towel roll goes on. That is what we call OCD. No, no, That no. you are obsessed over figuring out what side of the TV your paper towel roll belongs on. I just... Your left or see, your right. I think you need to stop reaching over the dresser. I think that's what's screwing you over. Get used to the motion of walking around the dresser. And you'll get sick of maybe, that motion. Maybe that's what it is, because the last time that it's been on the same side for a long period of time, like, that's when I haven't changed it. So I guess that makes sense. But I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't get it. I, you really are fishing on a prayer with this one. You know what else is fishing? Peter and Maddie, they went fishing on their date. Beautiful, beautiful callback. You said I could complain. I had to get no, out No, abs- absolutely. You, you got it out. Do you feel better? I a little bit. Not, Good. Honestly, not that much better. Not that I, much I better? I know it's going to happen tonight. <laughs> now you're going to go home and Damn you're going to stress about I'm this all I'm telling you, Tim, walk around the dresser this time. All right. All or right. don't spill the drink. Or no, don't spill the drink. I don't no, respect no, 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 cluxes. It's not the drink. I say the drink is like a theoretical thing. Like yeah. It's for some chips. Like it's well, stop eating chips in bed. I can't, I can't bro. Oh, you're hooked? Yeah, no, ah. I'm in like a bad cycle right now. Like, it's hard home, to... But I'm like, time to get nah, a bag of chips. It's hard to do. It's, it's hard to break that cycle, I feel you. If I don't, I'm sitting there hungry. It's not terrible. Fair. All right, let's sorry. get back to it, Ed. I'm sorry. You know no, what no, helped no, my hunger? Okay. A nice, fresh-caught fish from Peru. Yes. So Like Maddie and Pete caught. Pistol Pete. That they, might have been real or might have been a fake fish that you threw in on the hook already. Might have been planted. We're that not is sure. definitely, definitely up for, uh, for debate. Um... I would say the big winner in this is Maddie. Maddie looked absolutely great. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Both physically and 
in this relationship. She looks like a real front runner in this. Um, I will say the loser for this though is uh, the captain of the ship. <laughs> I didn't know that was he coming. Really got a front row seat to seeing Peter and Maddie um, just go at it. Uh, go at it. Uh, what's a lesser word for fornicate? In the words of um, our host, uh, nookie nookie. Oh, nookie, oh they, nookie. they were nookie nookie. Go! Peter and Maddie were getting their nookie nookie together. That, that, there we go. I'm glad someone's catching on to nookie nookie. I hate that phrase. No one's catching on to that. Uh, use hashtag nookie nookie. Uh, hashtag nookie. Hashtag nookie nookie. So, anyway, uh, then we go back to the hotel, cutscene. Knock, knock, knock. Day card comes again. And Natasha finally gets her one-on-one. It's about damn time. Finally. Finally. <laughs> but before Natasha goes on uh, her date, we get the Peter and Maddie dinner. And the big thing that I had going into that, that dinner date between Peter and Madison was they haven't had that big, like, deep personal conversation that someone like Peter and, let's say, Kelly have Mm. had. Yeah. Peter and Kelsey to an extent. Not definitely. It's because she had that first date from the first episode, so they were still new to each other. So there wasn't really time to have that conversation. That's true. I will say, respect to Pete for being able to snipe it out like that. Yeah. He saw that girl on day one and was like, I know I want you here till the end. I don't need to do anything else. I just want to meet you. I want to show you how important you are. I'll see you in three, or whatever it is, what, six weeks, or yeah. however many weeks it's been. Yeah. Right. Ridiculous, but very, very impressive. Uh, so. W- well calculated. Absolutely. Peter, Peter Madison have their dinner. A uh, big winner from this dinner date was God. I knew it. I knew you could say that. I, I, God I, was a big winner. I'm, I'm good with this this uh, mention of God, because this is a relevant mention of God. This is a very relevant mention of God. We are not a, po- a political or a religious podcast, but. Thank you. Thank they, you for putting that out there. Of right? course. I have to put that out there. But. Uh, Maddie obviously is very forthcoming about her uh, religious and spiritual beliefs that she is very one with the Lord and the Lord is very one with her apparently Uh, and she's very very traditional and religious which led to Tim making the conclusion before anybody else putting two and two together I said it right away oh she's a virgin you know my sister said that I was watching with my little sister she said the same thing not in a bad way I was like no I was thinking I'm like no not in a bad way at all so this girl well I was thinking more in terms of where the the show kind of went at the end when they were doing a little cut scene with her talking about if he has sex with any other girl like that's gonna be a problem because it's like if she's sitting here and she's waiting for marriage and like this is the guy and he's like oh yeah like I'm down with that for you but like don't gotta wait till marriage with her, right? And like, let's save this. Let's save this to the end. Uh, I'm just saying, that's kind of where I was thinking when I, I thought she was a virgin. I'm like, this might be a problem. Like, well, I can tell you what is a big problem is uh, then Madison talks to Peter about him being the spiritual leader of her household. Now this got me scared. Oh, absolutely, 100. percent I was I, mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't was, know what he was gonna say. Peter, yeah, when he was sitting there silent for those five seconds, even though it was probably like pause, and the producers like, you know. Oh, yeah. Probably egged that on a little bit yeah. longer little than bit. he actually was. I was on the edge of my seat. I don't know what was going to come out of his mouth. And then he started talking. And I forgot what he said exactly he for the first couple sentences, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. I don't know. That's, no, that's how I no, thought about it. I don't remember exactly what he said in the beginning, but I do. I remember having that same feeling. Like, well, I thought he was going to be like, but oh, I can't oh. do this. No, no, no. He said, he said, um, I grew up like in like a household where my mom was like, 
it, religious, I guess, but he's like, I never really took it that seriously. Yeah. And like, I was starting to think like, and Maddie's face, okay, but and but, Madison's like, face was like, ooh, yeah. she was kind of down. Yes. I was like, whoa, there's no way this is gonna happen and right all now. All of a sudden, yeah. like skyrocket. He's like, yeah. well, I'm down to do that. Well, then, he, then he goes, I'm falling in love with you, and I was like. <laughs> it's a typical, uh, you know, he's got to get a rebound, so then he goes to the pretty girl and says, but I'm falling in love with you, you're really hot. Sort of, no, sort of, no, 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 no. No, he said he was He said he said was interested in being that person for her. He said, I'm... He's interested in I building that the up. same thing. But no, but he said he was interested in exploring her faith. Ed, like, that like, would make you a liar in a way. You're stretching your truth there. How so? You're saying you would have said the same thing, but are you really going to go with that? Well, me, per- me personally... If, if we're talking about what I, I would do, hell yeah, I would. But if I'm also like an atheist, let's say, and I was, you know, with a smoking hot chick like Madison is, I would be like, okay, I'm converting to Christianity tomorrow. It means I'm going to marry you. Okay. That's, that's just... Okay, I, re- I retract my statement. I see that if he was like trying to just like, you know, hook up with her or whatever, but considering it's marriage, I think people kind of take the religion thing a little more seriously because it's someone that you spend your life with and for him to just say like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do that. Like I feel like he's serious. Like I feel like he's not just kind of saying it. Uh, can we also talk about uh, going with how Peter's about to be the spiritual leader of Madison's household? This is the same guy that can't get into a golf cart properly. How is he gonna be the spiritual leader of a household in I think Alabama he, when he can't get into a fucking golf cart the right way? I don't. I get that you're trying to you're trying to put him down. I, I understand why because he is. Clumsy. He, no, I'm. I'm just saying he's he's talking to a girl that you're clearly a little fixated on, but I've been fixated on her since day one. What's your point? I, that's that's that is exactly my point actually. But what I'm trying to say is I don't think him clumsily getting into a golf cart and hurting himself has anything to do with his ability to lead a family. I think I think you're you're a little yeah you reach on this one, you're you're that one. I think he he didn't even try and get into the golf cart. I think he was just picking his head up. I think if anything, it's a classic dad move. Like, the family goes on vacation down south. And like, Very it's true. It's going to be a nice warm weekend. Everyone's excited. Oh, fuck. Dad's got stitches now and the whole vacation's ruined. And then he says classic all the corny jokes. Move. He's got a lot of corny jokes, too. God would not have let that happen to a man of proper faith. I, I'm just putting that out there. I thought we were in a religious podcast. We are not a religious podcast. We are alluding to what Madison has been saying all along. That Peter's wants- not a man of God because he can't get in a goddamn <laughs> golf cart. I'm really not following here, Ed. Uh, I, I think you are missing my point. All right. That Madison needs a man of true faith. And Peter clearly was getting a little knock on the head from the big man upstairs saying, hey, you may not deserve Madison right here. That she's uh, she's one of my finer creations. So um, My finer creations being, of course, the big man himself. I don't know how the hell we got to this point. I don't either. Ed's really just reaching on this one. Uh, uh, Tasha's one, one-on-one. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah. Um, it was uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I thought... thought I thought it was going well. I thought it was going well the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I thought Peter was talking that phony the whole time to her. Really? You picked yeah. up on that? The way he was, uh, I forget what he said exactly. I can't quote him right now, but the way he was talking to her at some points, it was like, dog, you're just telling her this to make her feel good. Like, he already knew what he wanted to do. Of course. I'm just confused why he waited that long to give her a one-on-one just to send her home. Well, because I think he liked Very. her and respected her the whole time. Very I, gu- fair point. I guess. Very, I guess. Very fair point. Um, I was very surprised, and Tim had mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, that there was not a lot of usage of the alpacas here. I was actually very upset about that. Disturbing. Because disturbing. I, I've I I'm how many years removed from like middle school geography where you learn about like South American shit. Like I I don't remember anything about that stuff, but I remember one thing. 
and that is the connection of Peru and alpacas. It's like, really? it's like a thing. Like there's mountains, and then alpacas live in the mountains, and like that's like their thing. And you go to Peru, and like you go in the mountains, and like you see alpacas. Like that's like what you do when you go to Peru. Am I wrong? Like that's like that's like the gig. That's what you go there for. You go there for the alpacas. And they didn't have a single alpaca interaction the entire show. They showed them all over the place in the intro. But last episode, we had to watch them go ride around a damn horse in like Chile. Like I don't want to. I don't care Facts, about that. Facts. We, like, we got horses in America. Like, yeah. I don't want to see some guy ride a horse in a different country. But an alpaca, if they're out here, like I don't know, shaving some alpacas or like even just like petting them or something, like get some alpacas. Yeah, would have been cool. Would have been cool. I just a little complaint. No, That's all I'd say. no, no problem with that. So then Peter and Natasha have their sit down dinner, and this is when again shit sort of hits the fan. Wait, before uh, we get into the dinner part, did you ahead. hear what she said to him when he walked in to the dinner? Or the way she walked up to him? I did not. She went, hello, handsome. Oh, it's weird. Did, oh, you, oh. did you hear that? Was it like was it creepy like that? Yeah, it was like that. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it was that's really weird. Strange. A little weird. That's very strange. Right? Uh, so Natasha, Natasha sits down with That's Peter, what sent her home, actually. <laughs> and Peter starts grilling Natasha about, you know, what makes her tick, the whole bit. And then Tasha starts going on and explaining how she hasn't brought a guy home to her family in four years, how she has very protective brothers that will grill, grill Peter on absolutely everything. And you could see right on the spot that my man Pete wants no part yeah, of Yeah, he, he wanted to do her dirty, but he was scared to pull the trigger. Yeah, and I think he was better off doing it, not in hometowns, but doing it Right then and there. Oh, and he knew it was coming. He was just, he was a little nervous to pull it out. Yeah, exactly. I, I wonder, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if, no, I mean, I would imagine his decision was already probably made before that the oh, didn't happen. Oh, it absolutely was. But I'm just saying, there is definitely a chance that Peter was like, you know what, like, I'll give her a chance. Like, I'll take her to hometowns. And then he heard Oof. her stories about the ex-relationship where the guys said that he pushed her off because she was, like, too, too intense for him. Too intense, yeah. And then the thing about her brothers and, like, all that stuff. And I wonder if he was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then pulled that, turned that ship around. I mean, that was a complete 180 from what I thought was going to happen, at least. Yeah, and, like, we said it all along, that Natasha is Peter's friend, not a wife in any way, shape, or form. Um, but then he sends her off with the classic Peter line of... I hope you go ahead and find someone. Like, just, just, just stop. Just stop. You said it to Victoria P. I think it's when you just blindsided her, rightfully so, but blindsided her. Now you're gonna say it to Natasha. You said it to Lexi. You said it to Alexis. Or um, there was no Alexis. It was uh, what the well, hell? Well, look back though. Did he say it to? Did he say it to Alea? I don't think he did. No, he didn't say. Did it he to say Alea. it to Tammy? I don't think he did. No. McKenna? I think that's his McKenna. I think, I think he, he did. said to McKenna. He did say it to but McKenna. His tone with McKenna was a little bit different. It was almost like a hey in like six years. Like it was a kind of like, <laughs> that. like I hope you I hope you realize that that's when you should be getting married. Like now you're twenty two. Not Alexis, I apologize. Sydney. Oh Sydney. Oh Sydney. Sydney too. Sydney's Alexis another. Sydney. That's his respectful shit. goodbye. That's it like is his respectful goodbye. Very respectful. Definitely. Yeah, but in a way it's a little, a little condescending. No. That's but, beside the point. Well, did you catch a reaction though, what she said back to him? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go find somebody. Yeah, she was like, I, I will. Like, I don't hey. know about you, but I will go find someone. Wow. Yeah, I, no, didn't, I didn't catch that it one. Was, it was a tone. Like There was yeah, there was definitely was. something going on. From there. Natasha? Saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Natasha got a little bit of that spice to her, so yeah, it's not too surprising. She's, 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 she's seasoned. She's like 
she's like an old vet. Like she was like there. She knew everything. She was thirty one. She, she was the she old, was the oldest. She was right? the one on the show, and that's yeah. not even old. Yeah. I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. she, she was the oldest on the show. She was the oldest on the yeah. show. Thirty one. Thirty one for the Bachelor is pretty old. Yeah, and she she definitely balanced. knew what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, so after Natasha sent home, uh, Kelsey then gets her one on one. Peter and Kelsey they ride up. ATVs in the mountains, very scenic, very wonderful. Those and camera angles on the ATVs were rough. They yeah, were you guys very, caught very that? Rough. No, yeah, that, that was bad. That the was the lamest. On the front were, that was not good scenes. Lamest one-on-one in the show yet, personally. Uh, yeah. They, like I said, like you go to Peru, do something like Peru type. You, you, I can ride an ATV and go lay in a grass field in about forty-eight states in America. It's not ready. Peter was testing her will to win and endurance here, Tim. Okay, fair. Fair take. Yeah. He asked her to climb up a mountain with him. Yeah. No, he, he started making her run, making her work hard. He was testing her will to win. Well, he even said himself, he's got to get in better shape. And she seemed fine. He was like... He she was, was chilling. No, she was. She, she was just laying there, relaxed, not saying shape, a damn thing. Yeah. yeah. Pete, on the other hand, does not work out because that man was out of breath after running. Yeah, that man was exhausted. But that could be... Maybe 100 you know yards what? up the hill. That could be a Pete thing to do where he just pretends like he's tired. True. I can True. See Just to yeah, keep conversation going, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, oh de- yeah. Peter definitely. could definitely be. Oh man. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Gotta get in better shape for when we're doing this with the kids. It's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, you're corny. Yeah, man. it's like yeah, another, another corny line by Pete. But that, that that date though was completely up Peter's alley. He said that he likes the whole outdoors thing. He's an outdoors man. He likes to go, you know, in the ATV. He loves cutting that wood down. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's it's right up Peter's alley. Um, I think. Then, as soon as we found out that she was going on this date with him, we knew that she was going to make it to the next to the next round. Yes. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Because yes. there's no way she was going to get voted off after yeah, three I, of them I left. Well, she was it. also a statistical like she was a lock. Like there, he was yeah, I agree. Three, I think her, three on one. her and Hannah Ann were the two, or no, not Hannah Ann, Madison were the two locks going into Absolutely. this episode where you figured yeah. they would move on to Absolutely. the next round. Yeah. I, without I, question. Even though Kelsey was not in my. It was one of the ones I picked. Yeah, you were hoping she would be gone. But that's because I don't like her. Yeah, like, that's a whole personal thing. Yeah. That's Definitely. more personal than that you have. Um, so then, Peter and Kelsey uh, do, as Matt would say, and hashtag nookie nookie on the hillside. But then, but then, we had the first kid conversation of the season where Kelsey and Peter then discuss the kids, what, they, what Kelsey would want to do if they get married, and Kelsey then talks about how she wants to be working two or three days a week, but then she can also be a stay-at-home mom and do the stay-at-home mom thing. Um, but then we get to the dinner and... I just want to go back to... That's ahead. a very lofty thing to expect by Kelsey. Do you guys disagree? Uh, I yeah. want to work Yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. whenever I want, throughout the week. Yeah. yeah okay. No, no, it wasn't It wasn't like That's that. That's how it seemed it like. It wasn't that open-ended. It was more of a, like... A, like I, I am, I am passionate about having like a career, like something that I'm interested in. However, like while my kids are young, like I'm not doing that full time. Right. I, I got what she was saying. Like yeah. she, she was kind of like a, the way it came off. I was like, oh, like you just expect that to happen. I also wonder if she. Uh, I, I, this is my thing with Kelsey. I was talking about this during watching the show, and it kind of plays into this. Is that she talks all this stuff about how she's like the only one's like truly in love with him and like that's basically how she feels and like this is kind of why I don't like her because it's like she, every episode it's like she's like the main focus because like it's like her show all of a sudden I wonder how real it really is with her because that what she said also could be interpreted as like 
if you take everything else she's on the show, it's like, well, I'm going to come on the show. I'm going to be this guy who's famous and definitely really handsome. I'm going to fall in love with him and say all the right things. And then I'm going to get to raise my kids and, like, ride the fame from it. Like, not to shit on her, but, like, that's, like, that's how I'm seeing this. Nah, I, I definitely I definitely have my worries with her. And I'm not even saying that in, like, a, in like a critical way. I'm more saying it in, like, the terms of, like, now Pete's going to marry this chick and find out, like, yeah. what's really good with it. Like, what, what's going on with that? But that's just that's just what I feel. I don't know how you feel about that, Ed. Are you a big Kelsey fan? Uh, I am a big Kelsey fan, but that's just because I sympathize with her. I, I do definitely feel uh, feel bad for her. Given, uh, of course, the situation that she had expressed with Peter about her, her dad and her dad not being involved in her life and, and all of that, um, I don't know the exact story mm-hmm. between Kelsey and uh, her father and what the situation is there. I've heard that it is out there. Um, I have yet to find the exact story, so hopefully we can uh, report that in more concrete terms um, at a later date. But I I do like Kelsey a lot, and I mentioned this to. Um, to the viewing party last night that outside of Madison and Natasha, Natasha had obviously gone home at that point. Madison had already got her her rose. It seemed like Kelsey has been the only one out of Hannah Ann, Kelly, and Victoria F. whose trajectory with Pete has been going up because you had Victoria F. that has kind of gone down. You know, you could see yeah. some cracks. And we'll yeah, get to, we'll get it's to a that. bumpy road. I yeah, really picked some. I really picked a couple first half players as my favorites. I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the uh, the postseason run going here. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in my my favorites' performances in the second half. Yeah, Kelly completely flatlined. Oh, she, oh we'll talk to we'll talk about her and, in a yeah, second. But then Hannah Ann was is very you know up and down, up and down, up and down. Hannah Ann's just chilling behind the scenes in a way. Yeah, in, in a way, yeah. But Madison, you know, you could tell she has the sharpest path oh, certainly. up for sure. No, but I'd definitely say Kelsey's right behind her. In Peter, in so. Peter's eyes right now, I mean, just because she also got the second rose. To, but, yeah. you know, I think in Peter's eyes right now, or in his mind, I think Madison's number one and Kelsey's number two, though, for yeah. him. No, I definitely. Think it's fair. And I think it's kind of clear well, for he, him he, right now. I, th- I think it's very clear because he wouldn't have disrespected the other three with that Three on one. True. If they like one of them was his favorite out of them. Yeah, that. but just I think even before yesterday, the way he's been acting with the two of them, the way he feels about Kelsey. Obviously, we all see it in Madison. Yeah. We everybody could see it. Yeah. But with Kelsey, some people can't because I don't know because sometimes she can be a little over emotional. People don't like that. But I feel like with Peter, really, really likes Kelsey. Yeah. So I think it's really her and Madison at the top, and they're kind of close in Peter's eyes, and the rest are kind of just there. I, right I couldn't agree more, and you know the the dinner date goes well from that point. Peter was obviously very respectful yep. of Kelsey's familial situation, um, and Kelsey then gets the rose. So it's two roses down with two more to go and three ladies. So after that, we get the final three-on-one between Victoria F., between Kelly, and between Hannah Ann. Um, this was interesting. I thought it was a little underwhelming. It was. I was I just going to so say too. that it was very underwhelming. There was no like high tension hype going yeah, on. Yeah, there, there really wasn't. And I think the start off to it might have had something to do with that when he talked to Kelsey. Was it Kelly first? I'm sorry. No, was it was it Hannah Ann first? I think he talked to Victoria first. No, he talked to uh, no, he talked to Hannah Ann first. Okay. Then Victoria. Then Victoria F. No. Oh yes, it was Hannah Ann first because Victoria F. walked off when her and Chelsea were sitting by the correct by the yeah. bench. Kelly, yeah. Kelly yeah. said it was her time to take a nap. Yeah. Well, the 
honestly, the first two were like pretty underwhelming. The Hannah Ann has just been the same conversation. I feel like every time where she keeps talking. Oh, about when it. she pulled out that list, bro. Yeah, that was. Oh, that what was, was honestly, that? I actually, that was corny. I kind of zoned out for that because oh, like, I you? wasn't really feeling the first half of her interview, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not listening nah, to this right now. She pulled out a list, and I was like, oh, okay, this could be something. But then what she wrote on it, I was like, wow. Yeah. She just seems so fake. Was it really uh, that bad? No, I yeah, think, it was the most cookie cutter shit. With her, it's always been like it's just he says like, "Oh, you're all smiles all the time." Pageant answers, but yeah, it's yeah, pageant. pageant. You've been you've been saying that a lot. Pageant times. answers, yeah. But like, when's that gonna change? I I just don't think it is. No, it, I, I think hometowns might be real awkward if uh, that doesn't change. Then we get to uh, Kelly, who was very lax. Throughout all this, because I think she had, she thought that she had Rose on lock. Oh, she certainly thought that. And I would say to you, Kelly, there is no such thing as a lock with this show, I, especially no. with that with Pete. I, I'm going to defend Kelly here as her number one fan and biggest supporter. Probably only fan, but continue. There's no way I'm her only fan, but I think she lost a lot of fans after she last night. Lost a lot of fans, yeah. For what? She was talking a lot of pride. Nah, come on. The way she goes, the way she went, I'm an attorney. Yeah. Like, come on now. You didn't hear that part? They said it like three times. Tim Tim is deaf when it comes to uh, Kelly. Oh, Kelly, yeah, Tim. A little bit of a bias. No, no, there's a lot of of bias here. It's just that I think Pete kind of did a 180 on her, and I think she didn't realize because they had that thing where they met, and then he was hyping it up the whole first couple times that they were talking, and like that's basically there's like oh we know each other and like, but it, he was like he was very interested like he he is the one who pursued this and like brought her on the show yeah and like it was almost like a thing where it was she comes on the show because she's like fuck it I'll give it a chance like I met some guy in a hotel and now he's inviting me to come on a TV show and like fight to be his wife like fuck it why not, but then I don't think she realized that as she got more into it. He somehow just stopped. Like, he just stopped being into it because that's... It just, they just crossed. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It stalled. It stalled. Yeah, I don't think it stalled I just because think it, it picked up for her as it dropped for him. Like, it wasn't it wasn't her just not doing anything. Like, I think once she realized, like, no, I am actually interested in, like, being your wife, that's when he was like, well, I, like why haven't you shown that? Well, I just realized it right now. That's I why just I think they're, they're both just too... Completely different kinds of people. No, I think that's, yeah, I that's, think that's, that's really the biggest problem with them because, because the way they were talking about it, Pete's all about the mush and the love and the affection, and that's, that's just her. not who Kelly is. And she's I think a prick. I'm, 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 I like that. Like she's chill. Like, yeah. she's not like it's just a, it's like a kind of like a preference thing. Like their personalities and just what they, just yeah, their personalities just did not mesh. I don't. She wasn't like a bad loss though. Like I know she kind of went out with that whole like. I guess you can call it being cocky, but like. Oh yeah, she was talking that hot, dude. But like, I think she should have been, cause like, it, she, I mean, like, she wasn't wrong though. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, agree with her. And I'm also gonna hop back on that train of, it's all written. Like she was saying that to be the villain. Of yeah, this they episode. definitely. There's probably so much other stuff that's been said by Victoria F and Hannah Ann exactly. there in the interviews, but they knew they already knew the outcome when like when they film it, exactly, or when they're editing it. So of course they're gonna put this stuff in leading up to her being being voted so, off. So I think the, I don't think Kelly should be getting hate because her, her outro that wasn't her choice was like portrayed in this way. But she also came off as you know how many times did she say fun in that whole little you know spiel that it was it, she was having fun it was a fun relationship it was fun this 
And, and what was whether wrong you want to say, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Oh, but Peter but didn't I'm like. Say, Peter wasn't a fan of it. Peter was not a fan. He was no. triggered. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he, and you, you get him pissed off. I mean, that's that's the wife that he's going after. You, you have no shot. You have no shot. So you know, Pete did what he uh, what he had to do in terms of eliminating uh, Kelly in this one, but Victoria F. I mean, there's trouble in paradise. Well, that's that's why <sighs> I was most surprised that she went home. Um, Kelly, because Victoria F's date was terrible. She's a basket case. Oh, I'm not even getting to that. I'm just. <laughs> I don't know how he kept her here. I'm, I'm also going to defend her in this one. Shockingly, um, she got kind of like attacked. Like she's not. She's not wrong in that. Like every time they no, talk, I don't think she got not attacked, too attacked in the beginning when Peter's asking these questions. Every time he kind of does because. Like, why wouldn't you, I feel like? Like, if we're talking about your wife here, like, the way she acts, like, he's got to know what's going on. But, like, if this... Uh, I wonder if it was, like, a stress test. Like, if he was, like, I know it sets her off. Like, let's see how she reacts this time. She tells me to fuck off, like, whatever. But, like, if she's going to keep, like, coming back after, like, we have an argument, like, if she's in, that into it, like... It almost seems like that's what he did because he was definitely pushing buttons. Maybe it was deserved, but he was pushing buttons. I don't know how you guys think about that. No, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. No, but Victoria F., she just comes across as so rugged and rash and just all over the place. Like, one minute she could be, like, the coolest chick alive, and the next she could just be the biggest bitch on God's green earth. And Yeah, I yeah think, she's a roller coaster, right? You know, she is a roller coaster, and her, and her attacking Pete, like... Honey, you're not you're not gonna win. Big fan of six flags. If you're if you're going after uh, Pete like that, uh, but she does get the first rose, then she is off. Then it comes down to Kelly and Hannah Ann, and Kelly is sent home as we talked about before, and Hannah Ann is staying. So we have Hannah Ann, Victoria F, Kelsey, and Madison. Are your four for hometowns? Hannah Ann looked like uh, Michael Jordan after he won his first NBA championship. Did you see her after she got the rose? Oh sobbing. yeah, she was sobbing. sobbing. Those were tears of relief. Yeah, one hundred percent. Those were tears of freaking. Yeah, relief. she was like MJ in the bathroom with the uh, with the trophy. Uh, so let's go around the table. This is the one quick question that I have for today. I think there are a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you forgot one quick question." I didn't. I'm a professional. I've done this before. Uh, how do we think this plays out? Uh, let's start with. Uh, I'll start. I'll start. All right, go I'll, ahead. I'll, uh, so if we need one gets eliminated during hometowns, uh-huh. then three, and then your final two, and then your winner. Okay, so after watching the preview for the next episode, okay, I think I feel like most of us are going to agree on who's going to get eliminated next episode. The way the preview looked. Okay. Mm, I trusted the preview for this episode, and I was very misled. True. Yeah. I saw Hannah totally. sobbing. I saw Kelly gloating, and I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, if we're going by the preview, though, I would believe Victoria F. is the one to be voted off next episode. The way she's okay. acting all emotional with Peter and his family. But... It looked like a fucking train Yes. Wreck. But, without that, without me watching that, let's say I didn't watch it, I believe Hannah Ann would be the next one to go. Okay. I think... It's going to come down to Peter picking his wife and Hannah Ann being 23 years old. And she hasn't really shown herself as much as the other three have. He hasn't been as emotional with her as the other three, where I think Peter's going to let her go. Okay, so Hannah Ann goes home after hometowns? Yes. And who uh, added the final three? You have Kelsey, Victoria F., and Madison. Who goes home after that? 
Uh, I think Victoria F would be the next one to go. Okay, so then you have Kelsey and Madison in your final, and who wins? I think, how are you not going to pick Madison right now? Yep, Unless something crazy happens, like we see in the preview again for the fu- for the finale, mm-hmm. where Peter's shocked about getting some news, unless it's something to do with her walking off herself, which we might get into later. Yeah. I think, how are you not going to pick her right now? Right, right. I can't see a world where he doesn't pick her. He'd be out of his mind to not pick Madison at the moment. Agreed. I agree. I, I can't say it any better than that. I mean, that's, that's, that is exactly what I think is going to happen for the next couple episodes. If anything, I would hope that somehow Victoria F. pulls it out over Kelsey for the final two. But I don't think it's going to happen. Or I'm sorry, is it final three? No, 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 it's final two. Yeah, for the final two, yeah. Final, final two, two, yeah. And I don't think this is very bold of either of us to say. Cause no, I think Hannah We're going by who home. got the last roses for the past. Like, Hannah Ann got it last. I think she's gone. Victoria got it second to last. I think she's the next one gone. We're well, down to the final two. We got the roses first. It's not like a bold take, but, like, how can you – like, I can't, I can't find a scenario in my head where Victoria F. would get picked over Madison no, and Kelsey. It's hard to think that. I'm, I don't know what would happen, but – this ain't like sports where like you can predict something kind of bold and be like, oh, like it's possible. Like no, this is no, this no, is like this, real life. <laughs> are we correct with that? Because this is our first time watching it. Like, it, yeah, is it is there gonna be some crazy one eighty? Oh well, no, there it is. Exists. There is that fucking thing that's in the in the preview as well, where the, there's like, oh my god, uh, Pete, uh, we got we got some news. We just yeah. found out right now. Like we just found out right the second. Oh, we didn't know this before. We found out right now. Like it's like yeah, so and we're gonna get into theories about what that's gonna be. Are we gonna get into that now? Or are we gonna get to a different time? I need more time to think about that. Okay. Because I got no. Idea I know Ed had a, Ed talked about a theory a little bit. Yes. Uh, if you have a theory, I'll hear it. I do. I yeah, because I have, I actually have two. So a little bit. So I'll give you my my predictions the rest of the way. Yeah. Um. Tim is absolutely right that the uh, the trailers are always misleading. So that is why I'm going to say that Kelsey is eliminated at hometown. Oh, ooh, fucking wow. bombshell. Let's go. That'd be nice. I'm going to say that Victoria F. is eliminated after hometowns. So the episode after – or so I'm saying that the final two are going to be Madison and Hannah Ann. And I'm going to say <sighs> – you see, I, I really do want to pick Madison – but this goes in line with the theory that I'm going to present. Me too. That's so, that's the one reason why okay. I don't think I want to pick her. You might break my brain because right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what it could be about Madison. So Madison had said that if Pete does in fact sleep with another woman, woman that would be a problem. And you saw during the previews for the later episodes that there is Pete get his, you know, uh, hashtag nookie nookie. Uh-huh. I think what ends up happening is Madison finds out that someone else slept with Pete. She leaves. Oh, God. Yep. And when Pete is about to propose to Madison as the winner, who I think should win. Oh, don't even tell me. Chris comes to Pete. And that's when Chris says, we just found this out, the whole bit, that Madison is no longer here. She left. It's just Hannah Ann left. And now Pete has a decision to make about what does he do now. Does he go and try and bring Madison back to the mother, as her crying plea was suggesting? Don't let her go. Bingo. Or does he settle for Hannah Ann? So... 
I had the exact same theory. I am going to say... I don't know how the fuck you guys just put that together because... It's contextless. I'm going to say... Certainly. I feel, I shouldn't have said that because you guys... Are, I'm sorry. I'm, I keep cutting you off. I'm, I'm going to say there's I'm no just, winner. Oh, fuck. Does that happen? It's possible, which would fucking it suck. How it suck. That fucking sucks, well, this is This is my one thing. Now, basing off of what you just said... I'd be upset. Hannah Brown... That I feel like she's gonna come in somewhere. That fucking is come back. also the other part of this. They're gonna put her in the first two episodes and let her ride off. No yeah, no. Way. That is also the other Because there, part of there this. wasn't even like a goodbye or anything like that, nah. which was sus to me. And Chris Harrison right. said before the the season that she's gonna be a, a a factor. Right. Well, she hasn't been, and we have three episodes Man. left. So I, I say that there is there is no winner, and we learn a whole lot more on after the final rose. Uh, Matt, your prediction, please. Um, Victoria F goes home in the first hometowns, then Kelsey, so we have Hannah Ann and Madison, and I'm on the boat, and there's no winner as well. Okay. I want a winner, though. Oh, we suck. all want a winner. Of course we do. But it makes it just makes after the final rows so no, much more it, it does. It does. Because then you get to have... What even is that? What is after the final rose? Like, I know what it is, but like, when is that? Like, What's like the... It's the, the last episode of the season. It's just the so last... You have, it just goes right in line with the show. It's only Survivor. You have Hometowns next week. Uh-huh. Then you have the season finale, uh-huh. which is the ninth episode. But then you have After the Final Rose, which is wait, 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 the tenth so, episode. So or is it two more episodes, then the finale, yeah, and it's then after the finale... It's after the final. It's gotta be that an hour or so. Yeah, it's gotta. I think that's it. It's gotta go from uh, four to three, then three to two. Yeah. Then the um, final two, and then an after. Unless they eliminate uh, two people on hometowns, which could happen. Oh Jesus! Happen. I'm not ready for that. Hometowns, hometowns gets. I wasn't. Re- I'm still not ready for Victoria P. That still is like the bombshell of the season, in my opinion. I don't oh, know from last know. episode. From last episode. The peak of my shock right now, I think, was honestly. When McKenna and Sydney both got sent home. That's when it got real. McKenna knows Sydney, yeah. Yeah, Sydney I just meant was, that moment where they, well, yeah. when both of them well, left. Okay. That rose ceremony yeah. where both of them left, well, that that's when episode. it got real. That's the same episode. As Victoria P. Oh, my yeah. God, it that was. Episode, that was that, that episode. That episode. Yeah, that was, was a good episode. Very good. That's like... That's jaw-dropping. Like, yeah. A couple jaw-dropping moments. So, uh... Is it time? Yeah, it's I think I'm, that I'm was like, a lot of Bachelor. So excited right that now. That was a lot of Bachelor, and we are now entering the part of the show where now we get the sports part of this. Oh yeah, um, we're a sports podcast. We're a sports we podcast. Are yeah. Occasionally a sports podcast. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. That's what it I seems guess, like I guess right now. Tell, this could tell you about a uh, what kind of slow week it's been. So I can tell you that something did happen in a hockey game tonight. Uh, the Blues Ducks game was stopped and postponed for a later date. What? When defenseman Jay Bomeister left the bench on a stretcher. What? Oh shit! Yeah. So the game was Wait, um, left the bench on a stretcher. Yeah. Like heart attack or? Yeah, they're just saying he collapsed on the bench. Holy shit! That's what that's what happens when you play hockey, I guess. Yeah. And no disrespect, but like that's a fucked up sport. And that is a game that I went to New Jersey and placed a bet on. So. Oh, brother. Yeah, that is your a game that you went to New Jersey. You went all the way to New Jersey to bet in the game, and it got canceled. Yep. That's fucking phenomenal. That's. It's something. Is that a push or is that like a like a redo? It's a push. No, it is most it is most certainly a push. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It was it was one one when the um, when the game was uh, postponed, but prayers up. 
just to uh, add on to that, um, they're saying that on his way to the hospital, he was alert and awake. Okay. So, okay. All right. Good. good. Well, I thank God. Yeah. That's a good sign. Oh, uh, a hockey player. Yeah. And he finally won a Stanley Cup last year. Amen. So let's talk about our all-time athletes, shall we? So I saw this on social media the other day when people were just listing out their favorite all-time athletes. And I said, hmm, this could be a nice little fun exercise that we uh, that we do. So we uh, decided to do this. Uh, so we have listed here. Not everyone contributed in every single one, I don't think. Oh, I did. Oh, you did? Okay, I did too. Did you, Brett? I think Brett did too. Oh, no, we, we came prepared. Filled out every single one. A couple, a couple oh, of them were a little... Of course I did. A couple were a tad fluffy, but it's okay. okay. It's fine. It's okay. Anyway, I was, at, I was at work right before this, and I filled it out at work. Perfect. Dedicated so to this. We are very prepared. Well done, gentlemen. Is the producer prepared? Why the fuck wouldn't I be? Oh, okay. You, all right, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't want to hear the why the fuck wouldn't I be. It was a one-time thing. Oh, I don't know about the one time. It was a one-time thing. I think there was two episodes in a row where you were kind of, you are just disconnected. You yeah. just didn't it's just a like, question. Yeah. All right. If you guys want me to contribute more, you can just say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we have these segments like this, we just we just hope to hear your opinions. Why, why wouldn't I, though? Well, I don't know. A couple of times you didn't. That's what, that's what that's we were going for. One time. Okay. So we have our favorite NBA player, NFL, MLB, Chell, NHL. Chell. Uh, soccer. It's never Chell. College football, college basketball, MMA, mixed martial arts, boxing, pro wrestling, WWE, TNA, AEW, whichever you prefer. NJPW <laughs> or uh, Greco Roman, as uh, Tim said. All right, wait. ECW. Just to be fair, ECW, as, a, as a kid who didn't grow up watching wrestling, I what? can't believe you didn't grow up watching wrestling. I feel like everyone had like I, a little wrestling phase. A little bit I, of I it in their lives. I, I, I knew about it. Like I knew like like a couple people were, but like I never, nah, I never definitely. watched them. Friday Night SmackDown is like an elementary school kid was like my. It favorite. was, but I, I say me and Tim were friends when we were younger, and me and him and the rest of like our little group of friends never. Never watched wrestling together. Never even mentioned it. No, not even close. I mean, I, I never even had any interest in watching it. Yeah. I will say, though, I didn't know it was so easily found on regular TV. I was not aware of the Monday Night Raw and like the SmackDown and all those other shows. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a pay-per-view. Is Raw still like, the longest-running TV show yes, on television behind The Simpsons? Yes, it is. That's, That's so funny. What are the uh, last two categories? Uh, the last two categories are we have pro wrestling. Tennis and golf. Good so old we golf. have done a random draw before the show, as usual, and the producer is lucky enough to be the first one off the draw. Okay, so, wait. How are we gonna do? Are we gonna do by um, everybody at once or by league? I think we should do by league. I'm thinking yeah. snake, snake by league. So you start running down this way, and he'll give two, and then we we'll run it back that way. You I think two. we should stick to the league. So we, if we want to yeah. talk about yeah, other exactly, players that exactly. weren't mentioned in the league, we could get into that. That's fine because there are some honorable mentions, no doubt. Definitely. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, so for NBA, Matt, you start. Then for NFL, uh, Brett starts, and we'll save some room in between each league for uh, some sort of discussion. Uh, so Matt, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we'll start. We'll start with the. Uh, we'll start with the NBA. Well, well it's no shock to the panel who my favorite basketball player of all time is. It's Kobe Bryant. Um, gonna mention nothing else. Ed, next. Uh, Allen Iverson. Ooh, why? Curious. One of the most dynamic point guards that I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. And there's nobody that I've seen, perhaps in my life, that was more showtime 
than Allen Iverson. With all due respect to Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Allen Iverson was a different breed every time he stepped on the floor. Yeah, there were things that he wasn't necessarily great at. Defense was not one of his fortes. But when he had the ball in his hands, I mean, there was just nothing that he couldn't do with it. So uh, for me... Allen Iverson was, Certainly. for me, one of my favorite players that yeah. I could say that I watched. One of my personal favorite performances ever in NBA history was him in uh, Game 1 against the Lakers oh, in the yes. finals. Yep. Yeah. I can get on board with that one. I like that one. When he stepped over Tyron Lue? Oh, certainly. Love Beautiful. that. Beautiful. That's actually a picture on my laptop, I believe. There oh, is. that's Look gorgeous. At that. You like that, Ed? I forgot that's about that. Gorgeous. That step-over picture. That step-over picture was in the finals? Yeah, first game. Oof. Damn. Which they won. They did win. But we won't mention the, uh, the four games after that. This is true. Yeah, this is very true. Uh, Tim, your favorite uh, NBA player, please. My favorite NBA player is Ray Allen. Uh, Ooh. I'm a big fan of three-point shot, always have been. Way ahead of the time when the Warriors changed the league and made it a three-point shooting league. Um, he was part of the Celtics' big three, which is pretty iconic when I was younger. I definitely respected him a lot. Um, I also had to confirm that because there are multiple pictures of Rondo in a Celtics big three by position, but it was Ray Allen. Oh, it was Ray Allen, it KG, Ray and Paul Allen. Pierce. Definitely. Absolutely. But yeah. Some people think that was Rondo. a big three. Yeah. No. Yeah, it definitely, definitely wasn't Rondo. If you look at big three, there's pictures of him. Really? Rondo. Yeah. No, I, I confirmed it because I was like, I wanted to make sure because I've seen wow. the picture before. Yeah. But yeah, he's an amazing three point shooter. That shot that he hit in the fucking finals with the heat, too, with the bang! Like, that's just all time. And come on, he was a former Sixer. I'm oh, sorry. Cut that. Come on. He was a former Supersonic. Oh, he was a former Supersonic. He was, he was like the face of the Supersonics for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah, he was damn good on the Supersonics. He too. was. He was a baller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big fan of uh, Ray Allen. I like that one, Tim. Okay, I went a little. I went a little basic on this one. This is my most basic one of the wall. I just went with the goat in my opinion, Michael Jordan. Okay. He's, yeah. Sir. I think he's. He might be my favorite athlete of all time. I think his mentality, just the way he worked, he was. You I know, think for that sense, he's inspiring yeah. to me as like a person. And just everyday life, the way he was. So, I gotta go with him. If you're like a hard ass, like MJ's better than LeBron, like one of those, like like that's annoying. But like, if you're like a like if you truly just respect Michael Jordan, I just and respected like his, his mentality like, and the way yeah, he worked. One hundred percent, I can get on board with that. I saw, I heard something yesterday, Bird. You heard it with me actually. We were watching uh, a show. MJ is like twenty one and zero in like game deciding, in like deciding games since high school. Like his whole career that's ever, he was like twenty one or no, he never lost. Really? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Actually, ice cold. Yeah, that's in that's unreal. Ice fucking cold. If there was a catchier way to say it, there would have been like a Jordan mentality kind of thing. It's yeah, it's just like not like well, we don't want to be like Mike. We'll be like Mike. Yeah, that's no, really what it is. Yeah. But that's a little bit different. But it's the same not, thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you want me to start with the NFL? Yeah, go oh, with the NFL, yeah. please. All right, so this man was just a pure athlete, and he's. He was just an absolute baller, and I wish we got to see him longer. I went with Sean Taylor. Ah, good one. Good the, one. the safety really position one. for me is, besides quarterback, I think it's my favorite position in the NFL, just because I think the most pure athletes that play football come from that position with guys like Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, who I sure. went with here. Everybody knows the video of him murdering the punter in the yes, Pro Bowl. That is just... Yeah. That's a classic Pro Bowl like it's preview so highlight during the week. Mean. The week it has. It's, it's so it's such a mean hit. But he only played in the NFL for I believe two years, and he was yeah. insane. He was on one of the famous U teams back in the day when the U was yeah, hot. Yeah, baby. Everything about that guy. He's just he's just a pure athlete and an absolute baller. So yeah. that's why that's why I went with him. I almost went with Brady, 
But I don't want to go Brady MJ back to back to you know top guys. But I love Tom craft, Brady. Though. Okay, I, yeah, I, exactly. I'll give you that. Like you, you got to respect res- the greatness from yeah, him. exactly. But for like, Sean Taylor has a personal place in my heart. I like that one, despite the team that he played for. Uh, you know, it says a lot when two years into the league, uh, people are talking about you potentially as being an all-time great at the position. And I believe he definitely could have been uh, if his career had lasted longer, if he was not uh, tragically uh, taken from us just way, way too soon, because uh, he definitely could yeah. have been one of the greats of our time. And you could say that the Redskins organization just has not been the same. Since. He was just one of those top athletes where I think as far as defensive backs, they looked at him just as athletic as, like, Deion Sanders was. Like, they looked at him in that kind of athletic company. Sure. Tim? Uh, yeah, you got um, it. I mean, this was easy. I mean, it's recent, but Patrick Mahomes is my favorite NFL player of all time. I'm not going to lie there. Like, <laughs> I've never felt – well, no, but I'm being serious because I've never felt anything this strongly about football until he came along. Like, he, he really created, like, a football fan in me. I never really had – some strong attachment to any team, but following him and following his career is something that I've become very passionate about, and I actually I, I appreciate his career as much as I idolize it. Like I, I I'm very happy it's happened. He makes you feel he makes you feel something. Yeah, exactly. Which it's hard to do it yeah. for athletes. Exactly. No, he really does. Uh, the greatest player, perhaps on the football field that I've ever seen in my life, Michael Vick, because what he maybe put put all of his indiscretions aside. He has done something that I don't think any, perhaps, player has ever done. And that he has made, he has basically created a position by himself. He was one of the first guys to really revolutionize what it meant to be a running quarterback. And to be the whole package when it comes to being a quarterback. You know, being able to do it with your arm and being able to do it with your legs. And not to mention that, you know, he had, of course, what happened to him, uh, being incarcerated and all of that. But then coming out and being a changed man, and still pretty much during his time in Philadelphia, he led the Eagles to a play, to a playoff game. Unfortunately, he did lose that to to Dallas in a very conflicting game that I definitely had to watch because I definitely did want to root for Michael Vick, but at the same time, I was not rooting for against my Dallas Cowboys. That was not happening. Uh, but Atlanta Falcon Michael Vick, I could make a case to say that the two years of 2005 and 2006, Michael Vick was perhaps one of the most, and we talked about electrifying with Allen Iverson, Michael Vick was sort of in the same mold. The 2005-2006 Michael Vick was perhaps unlike anything we've ever seen and perhaps we'll ever see again. Because I get, I can get Lamar Jackson and the comparisons are there, I understand that. Uh-huh. But Michael Vick... With, he, he was just a different breed, and he did it in a time when nobody else was doing it. He just would dominate games by himself. And you, you know how I feel about Michael Vick. I've been very open about this in the past. I mean, I don't like what he did at all. I'm very, very against that kind of thing. However, he did serve his time, and he did go through the process of the legal system, so he is therefore... Okay, now like I'm not gonna say I like yeah. him now. I think, I think he, he turned he turned himself he around. Turned himself around without a doubt for what he and dealt with. I will have to admit that Michael Vick is easily one of the most entertaining people to have ever stepped on a football field. Without question, and yeah. I think he might have my favorite play in NFL history, which is the fake slide that one time he did that thing. I think I, I forgot think about that. That is the yeah. most disrespectful. That is like the equivalent of an Allen Iverson crossover leaving someone stumbling into the stands. Like that was one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen on a football field. 
And I yeah. love that. I fucking love that play. You know, I didn't know who he was going to go with there. I should have known. I know. I didn't thick, think of it right? either. But it was, As soon as it you was, said it, I was like, well, oh, my I God. Did, I did have somebody else down, but I, I changed it just because, I mean, I I, I love. Who I, was it? Let's hear Tony it. Romo. Ah. Tony Romo. See, was, that's who I thought you were originally going to go with. my guy. But then I just kind of said, I, I love Tony, but at the same but at the same time, Romo and Vic were just two different sort of guys for me. Because Romo, yeah, personally, you know, has a very soft spot in my heart. Yeah, that's, that's would, a team but thing. But in terms of who my favorite all-time player is, that made me just go, holy fucking shit! It was Michael Vick, w- without question. That's why I changed to Vick over uh, Romo. Uh, Cowboys Nation, don't shoot me. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Your favorite football player of all time. I know who it is, so... I think I know two. Please, Got a better idea. What? I have a better idea. So, um, this man was the reason why I had a phenomenal childhood as a football fan. I'm going with the longtime quarterback of the New York Giants, Eli Manning. Uh, two Super Bowls for uh, my home, t- my childhood team. Still bleed blue to this day. Uh, sad to see him go, but happy retirement, Eli. I love you. So, the uh, worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame. Go fuck yourself. Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. He has to get there. He first. will be in the Hall of Fame. He will be. Oh. Shall we move on to baseball? He will be. He will. Be, he will be in the Hall of Fame, but he'll be the worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, yes. If you want to move on to Matt is to very baseball. eager to move on to baseball right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So, so am I. I'm not ready so to talk ex- about this. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. How can you not be excited? This is true. True. This, this is very very true. So uh, you uh, could not have a manager. That could be a reason to not be excited about tomorrow. <laughs> Definitely. You know, you did hire your, your no, intern. No, we have manager. we have our intern. Don't worry yes. about that. Yeah, thank thank God. You think uh, they're gonna hire one? So Matt, who's no, your favorite baseball player, Matt? Because uh, I'm favorite, not talking about this right now. My favorite baseball player is number two, Derek Jeter. Child, one of my two childhood heroes. I'm gonna go any sports besides him and Kobe Bryant pretty much the two reasons why I love sports uh, so Ed, who's your favorite baseball player of all time I'm going with his uh, infield partner Alex Rodriguez left side baby left side baby well, I don't know why I thought you were going to say Robinson Cano I just got very thrown <laughs> off in my head uh, Alex, Rodri- Alex Rodriguez he, he is he is a personal hero of mine and I am so happy that he got his World Series uh, put all of his indiscretions aside. We are three for three in terms of men with indiscretions. Yeah, um, we are. But Alex Alex Rodriguez, you can say what you want about who he was as a baseball player, but what he's been able to do post-retirement in terms of just completely reinvent himself oh, yeah. and just become a character that it just Definitely. seems like everybody at least respects. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would say love, but at least you could say now that he's not playing anymore and he's got seemingly got the steroid stuff behind him that people could say, you know what, yeah. I at least respect Alex Rodriguez, stuff that he does for Fox, what he does in the booth uh, for ESPN on Sunday Night Baseball, and then, of course, him partying at the Super Bowl with J-Lo. Like, that was, yeah, that the was way, just awesome. The way he turned his, uh, I guess, image. his image, yeah, image. perfect, his image around... Over the past couple years is Remarkable. actually incredible. Remarkable. Because he was a hated man was. in the early 2010s. Yeah, Ryan Dempster tried to commit murder in Boston, his first game back in Boston on Sunday Night Baseball when he tried to throw at Alex Rodriguez's head. I not once, that one. not oh. twice, but thrice, which got Joe Girardi thrown out of the game when well, the home plate umpire disgracefully warned both benches. A, a complete lapse of judgment by the home plate umpire, I must say. All-time baseball moment when Jason Veritek shoved it right in A-Rod's face. Fuck that guy. That was, oh, 
That was my screensaver for like four years on my phone. <laughs> I fucking love that picture. And I hate A-Rod. Hey, I hated I hated A-Rod. Where's Jason Veritek now? I don't know. Who gives a fuck where Jason Veritek is right now? He had half the career that A-Rod did. I don't care about that. I just like him more. And A-Rod's a scumbag. Tim, who do you like more, A-Rod or Jeter? Jason A-Rod or Jeter? Who do I like more, A-Rod or Jeter? Uh, Probably Jeter. Okay. That's pretty easy. I mean, back then, yes. Now, I'm actually enjoying A-Rod. Because I I do like what he does in the booth. It's interesting that we've gone from everyone really, really loved Jeter when he was a player to now that he's not a player anymore. You're hearing more and more stories about how Jeter Wasn't the is, guy. Kind of, is kind of a dirtbag yes. as an owner. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, I just, I fucking hated A-Rod when he was playing for the Yankees. Like, I hated Alex Rodriguez with all my heart for the first oh, 15 makes sense, years though. of my life. It certainly makes sense. Yeah. He so. almost joined the Red Sox and he joined the Yankees instead. It makes sense. Yeah. And Jeter tried to use the Red Sox as leverage to uh, get a new contract with the Yankees, and it worked. Yeah, you're welcome for that one. Yeah. Wow. I, I, he I did that? He I did. never heard oh, about yeah, that. Yes, he did. Wow, yeah. what a dick. Yeah. Respect, though. So let's talk about more respectable people. I'll go with my favorite baseball player of all time. That would be David Ortiz. Um, oh, Ed okay. was talking about indiscretions. Uh, I know there is a little a little blip about the uh, alleged steroid use, but that was also at a time when steroid use wasn't being monitored in the MLB. So I'm sure if he even did do anything, there were many, many others who were doing it as well. Yep. But anyway, he was a three-time World Series champion. He brought the fucking World Series back to Boston. Home run derby champion. Now, I know that's not a crazy career accolade, but that's something that I appreciate. In the same way I appreciate a three-point shot, I'm a big fan of the home run, which I was also ahead of the curve on before they juiced the balls. Just putting that out there. Um, he also, big thing with uh, David Ortiz, he won a Roberto Clemente Award, which has to do with service in the community. Yeah. That was before he led an entire community and won a World Series the day, the year after the Boston bombing. So this is a guy who's clearly all oh, about the city. Great guy. A phenomenal guy. I fucking love David Ortiz. I, just, I think I you, make, you can make the same case for David Ortiz as you made for Alex Rodriguez. That when he was in his playing career, I don't think he was ever hated as much. I, that's the only thing. But as far as Yankees and Red Sox fans, some people, some so, people well, were not were not fans. But now, after his playing career, there's no oh. question that David Ortiz. I mean, despite you know what's happened to him, him getting shot in Dominican Republic, whole bit, people people really do respect. David Ortiz and what he's done working with Fox and, and him in a bit. booth is just electric. Like you, I, you can't understand half the things he says, and it's not. Sure. It doesn't even have to do with an accent. He's just laughing the whole time he's talking. Like he just, he's just the happiest guy in the world. Now, and Fox did a terrific job with their postseason crew that they oh, made. Oh my god, it was so with, great. Specifically, A Rod and Poppy together. It's, it's great. Chemistry was surprisingly off the charts. And then bring Pete Rose on to talk baseball. Too. Oh yeah, uh, that's a great crew. Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Just putting that out there. Um, and. Of course, the most unlikely of friends, Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. Who would have thumped that 10 years ago? I mean, it makes sense now. Looking it, back, now it makes it sense. Like, they both have sense. kind personalities. It's yeah. not like they, they hated each other exactly. personally. Yeah, exactly. It was just one of those rivalry things, you know? Exactly. Yankees, Red Sox. I'll say one thing about David Ortiz is I, I am a Yankee fan, mm. but watching him uh, lead the Red Sox to a World Series in 2013 was, was incredible. It was incredible. The way he, he was, his batting average was through the roof. It was so amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great to watch. World Series MVP. Too. You gotta appreciate that. Yeah, it's a little far for me. Fair. It's a little far for me. All right, Brett, go ahead. I did not pick a player from my favorite team. Okay. This was actually the easiest decision for me personally. Oh, okay. Because this guy oh. was my was like basically my childhood hero as far as yeah. being an athlete. I played baseball all my life. I pitched all my life, and this guy was one of my biggest inspirations. Was Roy Holiday? Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. I knew you were gonna go there. The Doc. That man was a freaking machine. 
he everything that like I wanted to do as a kid, I used to have the same motions this guy had. I tried to just recreate everything about this guy. He was really my first ever like idol as an athlete. So there was no other way. I couldn't pick anybody else but him here. Did you throw a palm ball too? Like Roy Halladay? So, uh, no, I did not because I was like kind of like 12 years old. <laughs> but Actually, probably younger than that. But like when I was younger, I used to just throw the baseball outside every day, and I just wanted to be like Roy Halladay every day. So he's he has to be the guy for me. I know Roy Halladay in MVP Baseball 2005. Roy Halladay, oof. Man, it was a stud. That palm ball, my God, that was filthy. I think I saw something the other day that his 10-year anniversary of his perfect game is coming up this year. No way. And I think they're doing something. Yeah, they're, they're, retire- they're retiring his jersey on the day of the anniversary. Love that. Good touch. He, I haven't bought a baseball jersey in years. I hope there's no flyover for that. <laughs> that'd be awkward. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a little awkward. A little I haven't bought a baseball jersey in years, and he used one jersey that I went out of my way to buy. I have two baseball jerseys right now, him and Aaron Judge. I like that. Uh, it's a nice touch. All right, you want me to go with NHL? Chell, let's do it. Alright, so you guys are probably going to be surprised at this one that I actually know this much about uh, hockey. Oh. It's, not, it's not too much about hockey. Please but say somebody good. A little something. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this guy. Okay. So, I know a little bit about hockey. Like, I watched right. hockey when I was younger. <laughs> like, I'm very frightened. The anticipation. The 2010, 2011. Like, I, I watched some hockey back in my all day, right. right? I watched playoff hockey, all right? I didn't, I didn't watch all regular season. So, right. I went with Jonathan Taves. No, I respect that. that. He was the captain of the Blackhawks. Still is. He still is the captain of the Blackhawks. See, I didn't even know this. I've been out of touch with hockey recently. Oh, you think you don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) He's half the reason why they're utter dog shit, because he wanted the farm to stay there. This is true. Hey, respect. How many many, uh, championships did they win? How many Stanley Cups did they win? Three? Three. Three during the beginning of the 2010s. And he was the captain of that team. I just remember him being so ice cold. He's just the leader of that team. He was that was the first hockey dynasty that I've seen is the Blackhawks. And he was the leader of that team. Him and Patrick Kane, I was a big fan of both of them. And the way he just led the Blackhawks, I I think he deserves he deserves my spot here. Because right. I don't I don't watch too much hockey, to be honest. Obviously, I don't watch too much hockey. Um, my second would be Hendrik Lundqvist. I do like the Rangers and he is he would be my favorite player on the Rangers Fair. during that playoff run that they won on a couple years ago. Yeah. But I think I gotta go with Taves just because it's different. I don't like picking Teams. I don't like picking players from teams that I, that I, I'm a big fan of, or that I'm the biggest fan of, just because I feel like not that it's a little biased. Obviously, it makes sense that they're your favorite player, but I like to switch it up a little bit. So I'm going to give it a Taves. Okay, Tim. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> wow. I don't know Jack think about hockey. Ed, who's your favorite hockey player? <laughs> <laughs> you could have at least said like Wayne Gretzky no, or something. No, that, I, no, that would be even worse. No, I think no, that would no, be even worse. No, I mean if you're gonna pull my leg, I I do like Ovechkin. I've seen him play. I think that his current record. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do like Ovechkin. I've, I've seen, seen him, him play. <laughs> that's about. Uh, that's a lot more I can say about most hockey players. Um, I know about his whole record. I actually, it's surprising because I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I am interested in the all-time points list because Wayne Gretzky's record is ridiculous, and I love records that are almost impossible to break. I think it's super interesting. Ovechkin does have a chance. Statistically, he is capable of breaking his his record, which is something to to look at. I don't know. Also, another guy I just remembered that I kind of liked back in the day, uh, P.K. Subban, when he was on the, uh, the Predators. That time that were they in the Stanley Cup that year or did they make it to the Stanley Cup? Did they Cup? make a, a playoff run? All I remember is they he, was playoff playoff run. Run. he was in the team that they were throwing on the fish on the ice, the catfish. The catfish. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's pretty cool. Fun fact: I do have a uh, number seventy-six PK Subban team Canada jersey upstairs. Really? I do. Wow. 
Big I fan. I, I thought he was a pretty cool guy. They I are don't really very, know very anything cool. about his stats. He's a defender, right? Yeah. So he's probably not that crazy with the stats. I mean, <clears throat> hope he's doing well. Oh, uh, he's not doing very well in, in New Jersey right and, now. And that is me he's talking about He's in New Jersey hockey. right yeah, now? Yeah, he's in New Jersey. Oof. That guy I know another moves about every hockey. year. The Devils suck. Yeah. He's burned. He's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, at least we know he'll be happily married to uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Mm. Oh, he's married to Lindsey Vaughn? Engaged. Engaged. God damn. I like him more now. Engaged. Good, good man. <laughs> uh, Brett, I'm very happy you didn't take my guy. I'm very, very, very happy. Uh, How would I? It's the king. It's okay. the king. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the king. Hank. 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 I love him. I will always love him. Uh, it sucks that he's not going to win a cup on uh, on Broadway because nobody deserves it more than Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, but this is a surefire Hall of Famer, and this is someone that I'm going to hold in my heart as a Ranger fan for a very, very long time. And I hope that he does an excellent job at grooming the uh, the kids while he can. And, of course, Alexander Georgiev and Igor Shesterkin. And to potentially groom the next generation of Rangers that can... Give me my lifelong dream of seeing the New York Rangers let the Stanley Cup. There's nothing in this world I want more than that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could say, you know, I haven't seen much success. You know, I could see Arsenal winning the Premier League, Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, that's the Knicks, only, that's Knicks the winning the NBA winning championship, the Rangers winning a Stanley Cup. When the Rangers win a Stanley something. Cup, I can die in peace. I've seen all my teams. I'm a long way off. So... I also went with a uh, Ranger as my favorite player of all time. I went with probably one of the most dominant two-way defensemen of all time in Brian Leach. Good one. Good uh, one. Hockey Hall of Fame inductee in 2009, former captain of the New York Rangers. Uh, was with the team when they made the run and brought them to the promised land. Uh, wish I was alive for that, but yeah, so... Shall we move on to the footy? No, I'll say I, I do love me some Rangers playoff hockey. I really do. I, oh, I was a big a fan oh, during those couple hockey? runs that they went on. It's a lot in those in those I, early I years in the two thousands. Probably two thousand twelve. I want to say it was the one time that they made the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely watched that. Uh, I will say this on this podcast because there are some people from Los Angeles that do listen to this podcast. So I will say this as um, as hurtfully as I possibly can. Uh, fuck the Los Angeles Kings. I will always have a spot of dis- a particular disdain for the Los Angeles Kings. They, oh, they, they ruined they, they ruined my dream. They ruined my fucking dream. They did. Fuck the Kings and more specifically and probably more importantly, fuck Alec Martinez. That fucking shithead. Him and Drew Dowdy can No, 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 hold on. Hold on. Uh, I hate Dowdy, but I respect him because he's nice. Martinez, on the other hand, he has no business being nice. I yeah. have no idea what you guys are talking about. That was about. a pretty crazy game-winning goal, though, I got to say. I, I was, think I, I was sick for the next I, month. Yeah, I was pretty upset. I was sick was, for the next month. I was month. invested into that run. Yeah, I can remember I can remember me and uh, me and the podcast attorney, Mr. Johnny Cocker himself, Greg Olson, um, <laughs> basically crying in each other's arms the next day in Teresa Harris's global history class. Shout out. Teresa Harris, great woman. Great woman. Right, Dude, are the Rangers going to make the playoffs this year? No. no. All right, see, this is my thing, is that I am 20 years old now, so I am past the period where I can just, like, root for a team for my entire life and then be like, that's why I like them, because I've always rooted for them. 
Like, I need someone to pull me in with the Rangers. Uh, I'm interested in liking hockey. Like, I'm I'm fully interested in liking hockey. Beats me the way you fucking talked about them the last podcast. I just, I have nothing, I, I, I want to like it. Like, it's an interesting, it's another sport to watch. It's only, that's really I'm the not going to be on influence. you got to find your inner, inner intuition. To Tim just can't see the puck. He can't Isn't see that, the puck. that was you, right? You yeah, can't no, see I, the puck. I can't see the puck. See the puck. <laughs> I've been seeing the puck better. <laughs> I will say that I've been seeing the puck better. That's why I've never watched. It's it. It's not that hard to see the puck. No, no, I, re- <laughs> I realized that recently. I just that's why I've never watched it because back in the day uh, when I was a thirteen year old, nah, that was the classic excuse for like a twelve year old. Yeah, I can't see the puck. Why no, am I going to watch it? That's exactly what I. That's why I never watched it. I I would like to like hockey. If you guys see. want me to like hockey. I'm willing to be swayed. But it's going to take a lot. That's Sway what yourself. Saying. That could be a segment right. that we do uh, on the next episode of the show. Tim, take the class, part one. Uh, why Tim should uh, like the New York Rangers. Mm, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to be I don't want to be forced to like them. Like, I want to be like... No, we're not forcing you to do anything. We are giving you the foundation where if you want to choose to like the Rangers, you can. Better, if, better get on board now before they're good in the next couple of years. This is true. A bandwagon. This thing. is very true. Very, Ooh, very good. Point. Well, they also do play in the same place that the Knicks play, and I hear that same thing from Knicks fans all the time. So I don't know how much uh, I trust. It's, di- it's different though because the owner is actually involved in the Knicks, while as the Rangers, he leaves. Yeah, we're, we're not going to disrespect the Rangers right now. My favorite soccer player of all time is Andrea Pirlo. He's the first uh, soccer memory I've ever had with his uh, PK in the World Cup against France back in two thousand six. Yep. Who's your favorite soccer player of all time, Ed? The King Part Two. Thierry Henry. Whether it's uh, the volley, the uh, chest control to need a volley goal against Manchester United at Highbury, whether it's the solo goal running 55 yards length of the pitch to score against Spurs and then running back across the full length of the pitch to slide in front of them. Absolutely genius. Fuck those Spurs fans. Fuck them. Uh, Thierry Henry was... And is he? He's a god, and I can go through at least a hundred more memories that I have of Thierry Henry. But perhaps the the most, the one that strikes me the most was when he came back his second his second return to Arsenal on the pitch in the FA Cup against Leeds, and within thirty seconds on a pass from Alex Song, Henry chance goal. He may be cast in bronze, but he is still capable of producing truly golden moments. Long live the king. Thierry. That was that was beautiful. Power trick. Uh, my favorite soccer player of all time, uh, Didier Drogba. Uh, but wow. Spe- but specifically, uh, what year was Messi on the cover of uh, FIFA? 2013. He was on it like every year like for like seven, seven, years. Oh, he, seven, seven years. Oh, I thought they kind of mixed it up like Madden. Well, whatever. He, no, nah, no, nah, Messi signed a, he signed a contract for like five years where it was just him and then somebody else on the cover with him. Oh, yeah, like really? a couple years. Yeah. No, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what year it was. <sighs> I, I want to say it was 2011, maybe. No, I, I, I want to figure this out. But whatever year it was, it was it was an Ivory Coast international team that I used to play with. And it was Didier Drogba and it was Yaya Torre uh, and a couple other guys that I can't remember. But it was mostly the fact that I used to just pull up with Didier Drogba from wherever the fuck I wanted on the field. And I just somehow learned to score with him on the most ridiculous long-range shots. And this is solely based off of his performance in FIFA. I had no idea he played with Chelsea until I got into soccer and started talking to Matt, to Matt about past Chelsea victories and stuff like that. So I'm very proud of his Champions League victories, and I, I hope he's doing swell to this day. But I had no idea he was ever a good soccer player. Ed calls Thierry Henry the king. Didier Drogba's the god. Uh, I, I love that man. He was so fun to play with. 
he's a gentleman. All right, so I'm going to pull an audible here. I had originally down Sadio Mane because I fucking love Sadio Mane. Fair. But I started thinking about the past of when I first started watching soccer, not as much as I do now, but, mm-hmm. but just back then when I was younger. Yeah. And my favorite team in the World Cup used to be, besides the U.S., of course, yeah. was the Netherlands. Mm. I, I For some reason, I, I loved the Netherlands team with the players that they had. And I think I'm going to butcher his name here. But I'm going to just say Arjen Robin. Is it Arjen Robin. Robin? Arjen Robin. For some reason, Robin was just my favorite fucking player on the pitch, especially during their World Cup run when they lost to Spain in the finals. Something about Robin I just loved so much, and I'm going to give that spot to him because he was really my true first favorite soccer player. Damn, y'all picked the wrong team to root for. We had a Chelsea boy. I know, and, and Chelsea another Chelsea boy. boy. <laughs> Damn, you guys picked the wrong fucking teams. I didn't know oh, what the that, fuck that, was going that, on when I was ten. That, that Dutch World Cup team in uh, in two thousand. That was quite the team. They got robbed, but that was a really good team too. Wesley Schneider was on top of, yeah. of his game. Dirk Kout, ex Liverpool. Uh, Robin Van Persie I know as well. Who did Bastian Schweinsteiger play for? Germany. Bayern Munich. Mm. Was he a striker Germany, or like a nah, attack, he was a defensive, mid- defensive midfielder. Defensive midfielder, yeah. Oh, see, yeah. another thing about me with soccer is back in the day, I didn't know like who played what position. Like I didn't really give a shit about that when I played the game. Yeah. I kind of just scored whatever I wanted to. So I think I might have thought um, Schweinsteiger was a little bit better of an offensive player. <laughs> Because I definitely remember scoring a lot of goals with him. I love Basti. That's that. That's that's my guy. Also, phenomenal name. Schweinsteiger is one of the greatest things to fucking. It's beautiful. Very it true. Beautiful. All right. So All let's right. Uh, let's speed this up a little bit. College football. College football. Take a fucking guess where I'm going, boys. Um, I'm gonna take a guess. You're going with a certain game that took place in the state of California. In the year of 2006? Uh, yes, sir. My favorite college football player of all time is... Wow, I just spat on the table. My bad. Uh, my favorite college football player of all time is Vince Young. Oh, this is a big surprise. Yeah, take a guess why. Rose Bowl 2006. This man had 19 rushing attempts. Do you know how many yards he had? It was over 200. In that fucking game? It was 200 fucking yards that this man ran for. <laughs> you know how many passing touchdowns he had in that game? Four. Zero. Oh, no. that man ran for every fucking touchdown. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this man is ridiculous. In the fourth quarter to win the game. Including one in the fourth quarter with about eight seconds left on the clock. Yep. To win the game, that, I was between him and Reggie Bush, just because Reggie Bush was just again, I love just pure athletes on the field like Sean Taylor, and Reggie Bush was just, he oh. was psychotic when yeah. it came to run. He was Shady McCoy before Shady McCoy. Before Shady McCoy was cool. Yeah, and I was very close between the two, but I got to go with Vince because. That's another one of those games I watched. I've seen that game so many freaking times. I'll rewatch it tonight if I want to right now. I, I could I could really just sit down whenever. If we wanted to watch it, I'll, I'll watch it right now. I don't care. Vince Young, he's he's my favorite by a mile. We all saw it coming, so let's just move on. Yeah. Tim? Uh, my favorite college football player of all time is Randy Moss. Why? What do you mean, Why? I'm just shocked. He had one of the most ridiculous college careers ever. You got to give me the stats here. You have the stats on you? He scored 54 touchdowns in 28 games. Holy fuck. Um, he has eight NCAA records. I think he has 11 games in a row with a touchdown. Um, he had 19 touchdowns in the regular season as a freshman. No, his, co- um, his college stats are... Back-to-back years with like 1,300 and then 1,400 yards, or maybe back to... like It was the other way around. Um, and also the idea that he was supposed to go to Notre Dame or USC or one of those crazy schools, and he got into some trouble, worked his way back up, ended up graduating from Marshall, got his, got himself into the NFL. I love the story. Phenomenal 30 for 30 on him. 
Um, that's oh, where I haven't seen that from. 30 for 30. That's, that, that's where this comes from. I obviously never really watched him. Yeah, play I was, was going to say. I was wondering but where you got this from. No, Randy Moss College highlights are probably one of those. In the, they're in that category of like highlights that you watch not because of, of necessarily the skill, but because of just the absolute absurdity of what you're watching. I don't think I've ever seen a Randy Moss College highlight. He was just yeah, so sorry. much no, bigger. Fa- I think there was sorry. one game where he had three receptions, three touchdowns, and over 200 yards. Well, I know he did that in, a, in an NFL game. No, I think he did it like a beg better than that in college. Like, yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about, but better than mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I just think he had the most ridiculous career. Ed, who you got? I have Tim Tebow. Uh, really? Obviously, the heartbreak that he put me through in the national championship game when he absolutely just pounded Ohio State while with Florida and Urban Meyer. Um, but he was one of the most electric college quarterbacks that I had seen. I didn't watch And I was very tempted to put Michael Vick down and have him as two. Uh, but I want it to be different, and so I'm going to put uh, Tim Tebow for uh, for this one. And I, I respect Tim Tebow. Obviously, he was not an NFL quarterback. Um, he had that, obviously, the, the great run with the Broncos, but Tim Tebow at Florida was something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And I could say to my kids that I saw probably the greatest college quarterback perhaps ever. Tim Tebow and plays in the XFL? Tim Tebow. You uh, watch him? Wow, you really got him in a rock and a hard place right now. I fucking got him. Now all I have to do is yes. on the phone with Tim. Yes, I will. Oh, he said yes. Oh, yes, I, I would. Wow. I made a group chat one time of all the Tims on Instagram. Well, Tim Brady's. I guess that wouldn't work. I was going to say, if I made it with all the Tims, I might have had Tim Tebow in there. You might have. And then maybe I could talk to him and say, hey, my buddy, I need him to watch the XFL for our podcast. Did you mind playing a couple games? I think that would, I think he'd be down. I, I, think think he'd, he'd, I think he'd answer right away. I think he would definitely answer right away. You know, I just thought about me and Vanessa Hodgins. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, that favorite uh, college player? Uh, the electric Johnny football, Johnny Manziel. Oh, wow, I'm stunned. I'm actually stunned that you didn't go with Marcus Mariota. See, I was going to put Marcus Mariota, but... Oh. No, I can, I can attest that when Johnny Manziel was at Texas A&M, I've never seen a man so in love with oh, someone yeah? that was outside of his realm of teams... Because I know the one thing that we all know about Matt, that if he does not play for the Giants, the Lakers, the Rangers, the Yankees, or Chelsea, it's very hard for him to say something nice. It's really hard. Or the University of Oregon. It's very hard for Matt to say something nice about them. So when Johnny Menzel stepped onto the scene and I saw this, this gentleman just melt at just pure college greatness... It was something to be all. I tagged this motherfucker in every single one of my Instagram pictures in high school. I think you did do that. I remember seeing I did. that. Him and Drake. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love that man. He'll, I, I did not see that pick coming. I really thought it was a lock that you were going to say Mariota. No, I knew one of them was going to pick Johnny Manziel because no, I knew I knew guy. one of you guys was, and I I assumed you wouldn't. But jo- come on, Johnny Manziel's got to be up there for. Most electric college football players. It takes all a time. fucking lot for me to go say to someone outside of my realm of sports teams to go, that guy is a fucking baller. No, he was without a doubt on my list. It's just I knew someone was going to take him. I had, I, come on. So, uh, basketball, are we on to? Yeah, college basketball? Yeah, college basketball. basketball. Stick with the college turn. What do you so, got, Matt? I went with a Kentucky boy. I went with um, Devin Booker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. He's part of that. Pretty stacked Kentucky team. Oh my god! Dude, he came off the bench. He came off the yeah. bench. With ridiculous Kentucky team, which is kind of ridiculous because everyone else was on that team. Um, 
Yeah, now uh, he needs to get the fuck out of uh, Phoenix right <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, well, maybe he's lucky. I think if, if to anybody, now, I think if anybody is going to go to New York, it would be Devin Booker. I could, I can get on board with that. I would. I'm all for it. Go fucking crazy. I don't know You're why. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like if any somewhat star will go, it's him. I don't. I don't have. I have no Something reason to back him. Up. To me, stands out as a guy who is worthy of the money, but. Like the Knicks are going to be that team who's really going to want to give it to him. Like something about his that his they level. will definitely max. Like him. he's he's. I think he's any, a, a lot of teams would max. I think a any lower team level max. of a max like a max player. I think. I, I think, think any team in the league would max Devin Booker, but is he really going to be worth the max? Is the question. Yeah. No. I think the yeah. Knicks. Are, I think the Knicks would commit to him. I'm all for it if they want to commit to him. That's fine. <laughs> you should, as a Knicks fan, <laughs> and I, I'll take anybody. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about this as a Knicks fan because I saw something today about. Um, the Knicks with Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Zion as what should have been their yeah, starting yeah, lineup wow. at this point in the year. And I'm just going to come right out and confess that I, I think that deep down inside of me, I, there is a Knicks fan in there. I was I, I was a, a little bit of a Knicks fan as a kid. I wasn't a huge one, but I, I think it just bothers me so much that I've just turned into a hatred, like what the Knicks have become. I, I don't even consider myself a fan anymore. I just hate everything they do. Trust me, that's like all of New York. Because right they're now. torturing yeah. me, but... I, I really just I think I'm done. Like, I I think I'm done being mad. Like I I'm just on this board on board of this train right now. Like hop on the bandwagon. The Knicks need to be good, and I'm I'm gonna start getting sad about it. I'm telling you right now, James Dolan. I will be sad if they're not good soon. All right, I said it. <laughs> wow. So that's groundbreaking news, that's ladies and gentlemen. I'm just putting that out. Tim there. Brady will so, be sad. <laughs> so my college basketball player is a little outside the box. I really wonder. Who you're going so with. this is someone that stepped onto the scene ten years ago. Oh, don't steal mine. The NCAA tournament with third-ranked BYU. Fuck you! You stole Jimmy for debt. You dick. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Jimmy for debt. You guys Fredette. both went with Jimmy for debt. That's unreal. I'm, I'm so excited so about weak. that, bro. Jim Jimmy for debt. I love Jimmy. Jimmy for debt boning wow. fucking Georgetown or no? It was um. It was Gonzaga. There's a video of Jimmer Fredette smoking San Diego State, bro. It was beautiful. Jimmer Fredette was one of the purest shooters I've ever seen, and I just can't fucking believe he wasn't good in the NBA. I can't believe it. I know. It tortures me. Breaks my heart. And you're in the same boat as me. You saw him come to the Knicks. Yep. You got excited. You're like, Jimmer's, not, Jimmer's right there. Yeah, Jimmer's I so sure. Jimmer's Jimmer. so close to being the guy he used to be. Why can't he do it again with the Knicks? Yeah. He could have been Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. It's just. This is true. Yeah, so we both we both have Jimmer. Hey, pleasure, pleasure. You know, fuck, man, I really want that Jimmer uh, to myself. I right. Just, God. Who do I go with? Yes. All right, so you thought yours was outside the box. Okay. I had to. I'm going to look this guy up on Google right now just because I know, Ed, you're not going to know who the hell he is. I went with former UNC center Bryce Johnson. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Bryce Johnson was a part of the uh, University of North Carolina team that lost to Villanova in the finals back in 2015-2016. Yes, on the buzzer beater. He okay. was the starting center on that buzzer beater team. He was he was a senior that year. He didn't make it anywhere in the NBA. He was drafted by the Clippers in like the second round. He didn't turn to anything. I just fucking love this guy. I don't know what I don't know what was so great about him. He just got boards. Had nasty ass blocks. Something about this guy I just loved. He was six foot ten. He could jump out of the gym. He was just again. A lot of uh, my guys that I picked have this in common. They were just pure, true athletes where they could have just played 
plenty of other sports that they anyway. wanted to just by how athletic they were. And he was he's just one of those guys for me. Now, that was a little outside the box. That was very outside the box. Because I don't think any of our viewers are going to know who he is unless you lived in the state of uh, North Carolina. This is true. Or I, you're a diehard uh, Tar Heel. I need, a, I need a quick second to just think of someone. I need an honorable mention here because you stole my thunder. Um, yeah, Jimmer, that's Jimmer was my, like, diamond in the rough of my list. Like, I was like, I like this list. Tough, Tim. But, like, I, I was thinking today, I was like, fuck, Jimmer Fredette, man. That guy was awesome. A couple others. Just, I had Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky. At Wisconsin. Oh, Frank Kaminsky, a good one. Uh, Russ Smith, Louisville point guard when they won it all. Oh, I was a fan of him. Oh, Shabazz Napier, UConn. Shabazz was good. I, I used to call him Shabazz. Team. Yeah, you did. Anthony Davis at Kentucky. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't know about Anthony Davis. You're so ugly. It was just a no unibrow. offense. No not, offense. Nothing against the people with unibrows, but like, he's just like so passionate about his unibrow. It's like. It's his brand. I have an honorable mention. Austin Rivers because of Dick Vitale. Oh, 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 unbelievable. Are you serious? Are you serious? When he hit the buzzer beater. Oh, can we talk about how criminal it was that uh, Dick Vitale was not announcing the Duke-UNT game this past weekend? That game was a half of a Duke-UNT game. That was ridiculous. That's true, but you want to know why he was was in uh, Indiana. With uh, what's his name? Bob Knight. Bob Knight. Yeah. Oh my so he was there. The fuck about Bob if Knight. He was, Dick Vitale. Oh if he was God. commentating that game with the trade. Yes. Shows, oh, I, that would have been would, unreal. I think he would pre-come would be in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh His voice would have gotten deep. How old is Dicky V? He's still making pre-come. <laughs> yeah, I don't D- think Dicky so. Dicky V's an old guy. Hey, bro. hey you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, um, all right. MMA. Did everybody go with McGregor? Because I did not. I did not. I didn't because that's like a given. We were talking about before the show how it's like McGregor's in this tier where it's like I think somebody deserves to pick him but I don't want to go that route yeah. I think he's he's definitely a contender alright so I went with Kimbo Slice oh, oh okay. that's a good one I yeah went that with, guy's a fucking animal I went with George Masvidal oh you went with Jorge Masvidal he, I, went, I went with uh, George St. Pierre sure um, who? I'm sorry George St. Pierre he was a, uh, a light heavyweight and he's Canadian. He's one of the uh, best all-around fighters Respect. he's ever had. Respect. I'm basic as fuck. I went with Conor McGregor. Don't he's blame him. No, he's don't blame incredible. Um, so, what's that? Boxing. 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 I'm terrified of this motherfucker. Deontay Wilder. He's probably the scariest man on this Yeah, planet. I almost went with him. Uh, I went with Manny Pacquiao. Ooh, I didn't. I see. I was gonna put. I was never a big man. Flo- I think that there's a, a big case there for Floyd Mayweather being the best boxer of all time, just given his record. I know he hasn't faced like the big heavyweights. Yeah, but, I just don't like Floyd Mayweather. But no, no, no just just on a personal vendetta though. I for my birthday when I was like 13, I convinced my parents to get the uh, the Mayweather versus Pacquiao fight, and I had some boys over, and it was gonna be an all time great fight. And that fight fucking sucked. Yeah, I think, I think I, there was a Clippers-Spurs game on before that in the playoffs. That was a little more exciting than the, than the there match was, from yeah. the fight. No, it was <laughs> it was just such a letdown. So my favorite boxer of all time, with all credit due to Floyd Mayweather, is Tyson Fury. Because the Gypsy King is equally, in my opinion, as scary as Deontay Wilder. Because he might not kill you in the first hit, but if you ever put him down, well, you better hope he doesn't rise from the dead because that man has something in him that I just have never seen. The, f- the fact that he survived that punch, I don't know. I thought that was inspiring. And the Gypsy King part of it. I just love the name. What's you smell that? that? I smell a wager. A wager? I will not be placing a wager on this game. 
Oh, it's match. The match? Why not? Fight. Come on. What? Because his favorite is Deontay Wilder and mine's Tyson Fury? Yeah. Like yeah. It just so happens. Yeah. They're fighting next week. I don't weekend. think we've ever bet, and I don't think we ever will. That's just uh, not. I will respectfully decline. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not the big bet. <laughs> nah. nah. Respect. All right. I went with Muhammad Ali. Ah. Okay. You know, I, I I don't I don't really have a love for boxing at the moment. I do. I just again, he's on my laptop too. I have a sticker of Muhammad Ali on my laptop. You do that. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's inspirational. He's just just like MJ, just one of the all time greats. I respect it. All right, pro wrestling, WWE, or TNA or AEW or NGW. or ECW or, or New ECW. Japan Pro Wrestling, whatever you yeah, want to go Greco with. I went with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, very fair. Uh, that, that was pretty basic of me, but how you, you gotta love the stunner. Love you gotta stars. love the entrance. You gotta love the, the, the glass breaking. The glass shattering is probably one of the most electrifying entrances that there was. Like, you heard ever, that fucking glass ever. shatter? The way he walks the down. Just go fucking ballistic. The way he walks down the ramp at like a WrestleMania, where the way he's just stomping, shaking his head, talking that shit. You gotta yeah, love Stone Cold. My dick is infinitely bigger than yours. There's, gotta love Stone there's Cold. There's three intros in wrestling that, whenever they come on, just the whole place goes absolutely yep. haywire. It's Stone Cold, it's John Cena's, mm. and then the best of all time, The Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker by a mile. Stone Cold definitely. John Cena, it's not really cheers. It's just You just get a John good Cena reaction. Yeah, but you get a good reaction out of it. Though. I, a higher reaction than any other any other wrestler. See, I can, give you my, I can give you my three. It would be, for me, it's Stone Cold, The Rock. The Rock is good, yeah. Hulk Hogan. And, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan back, back despite, in the day. Despite all the racist shit that Hulk Hogan <laughs> did in, in the sex tape. But that's for another day. Also, I want to mention Stone Cold's hands when they throw him a beer. It's... It's better than Odell's. It's, it's better than <laughs> Michael Thomas. Odell's better than Randy Moss. Stone better than Cole. Jerry Rice. Stone Cold does not have small hands. That man does not drop a beer. Do some he digging because there's definitely a psychopath out there that's calculated his all-time playing catch. Percentage. Oh, his percentage is yeah. definitely it's 98. I got to say 98. Stinky. There's sometimes where he does have a slip-up because he just poured beer all over his hands. Yeah. So, well, you know, mm-hmm. you can drop it once in yeah, a while. No, right. But that man always catching beers. Um, so I did say I didn't watch a lot of pro wrestling when I was a kid. I unfortunately watched a lot of it as an adult. I say unfortunately because it's, it's embarrassing, but, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I do like Randy Orton a lot. That whole RKO craze really got me. I thought those videos were hilarious. And I also love John Cena's intro. I just do. You would love young Randy Orton, Tim. That I man was... I, the Viper, right? He, he was... The legend killer. Yeah, he was the legend killer. Legend killer. He's, he took down the top guys. That was like his role, or...? Uh, kind of. Oh. When he buried the Undertaker alive, and the Undertaker... <laughs> he buried the Undertaker alive? I think three people yes. would bury the Undertaker, the Undertaker alive. Undertaker, Vince McMahon buried the Undertaker alive And the Undertaker alive. came back at Survivor Series in a coffin after the coffin was... Struck by lightning, lightning yes. and lit on fire. Yes. Jesus. And then the Undertaker Welcome came to out of the on-fire coffin. It came down and took out the entire SmackDown roster. Tim, you had a great time watching... Serious shit. You had a great time watching late 90s, early 2000s wrestling. Oh, it's the best. I've watched a lot of it on YouTube. Yeah, you would have had a great time. I do like it a lot. All right, Bird, what do you got? Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time is uh, the masked uh, little person, Rey Mysterio. Ah, uh, I, <laughs> I like myself some Rey Mysterio. I wish I was of that stature to do a 619. <laughs> the mask was absolutely incredible. Is I that, used to have one. It was is that? Oh, yeah. Booyaka, booyaka. Yes. I love that song. Booyaka, booyaka. Love the 619. Respect. So, I have a, f- I have a few, because... Just name one. Oh, I, you didn't go. I'm sorry. No, I, it's okay. You've got me. It's okay. I, I, it takes a lot to offend me. My apologies. Um, 
I have Chris Jericho written down. I love Chris Jericho. I was a big fan of Edge. Big Edge guy. Uh, him having sex in the middle of the ring with Lita was beautiful. All-time moment. I think we talked about that in this podcast at least. At we've least we've mentioned like a few. Three or four like times. We've mentioned a few times. times. Yeah, yeah, a few times. Uh, Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Oh, woo! Forgot about that. Uh, wow, how did I forget about Ric Flair? I found out that Ric Flair said woo after and not because of Ric Flair drip by Migos. <laughs> I didn't know that was his thing at all. Uh, I, I, I never heard about that. I saw him say "woo" on like TV one time. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" That's why they said <laughs> that. And I was really impressed. Uh, the Undertaker. That, that, that's that's another one. Uh, but for me, my guy was CM Punk. My I was a big big CM Punk guy. Chick Magnet Punk. That is. That's what CM stood for. Yeah. There's so much depth to this WWE shit. Oh, yeah. And he kept, it, he kept it hidden for years. And then he finally, it was like two years ago, he finally said in an interview, I think it was like with GQ or Vogue or Rolling Stone. What CM stands for? What CM oh, stands nah, for? Oh, no, it's bullshit. He pulled that out of his ass. It's Chick, chick Magnet Punk. He pulled that out of his ass. But who knows? It's good. It works. Well, it plays. I, I, would lo- I would love to see him back in, uh, in WWE. But it's not, it's not, oh, yeah, I love CM Punk. I would actually, there would actually be a chance that I would, I would watch it again. Just to see CM Punk. That man was like Stone Cold Light, basically. <laughs> because CM Punk probably. If you want, if you want to know who he was, Tim, he was he was like Stone Cold Light for like the PG yeah. version of WWE. The straight, straight edge, and uh, I don't even want to say straight edge. Just the the rebel in all of us. Rebel is a perfect was, way was to describe CM Punk. Him. I mean, the the one CM Punk moment for me was, uh, I believe it was Money in the Bank or Survivor Series, one or the other, in his hometown of Chicago, Illinois. When if he had beaten John Cena for the WWE Championship, he was going to walk out of the company. And what does he do? Middle of the ring. One, two, three. Wins the WWE Championship. Vince McMahon looking around like, what the hell just happened? What does he do? Blows Vince a kiss and just exit through the crowd. Yeah, you got to see that, Tim. It's pretty intense. And Good stuff. You want to talk about a hot crowd. Anytime CM Punk went back home to Chicago. Chicago crowd. Oh, yeah. Very dedicated people. Uh, okay. Uh, tennis, Matt, go ahead. Did we skip one? Oh, no, no. no. I'm sorry. I read it right or wrong. Um, favorite tennis player of all time is Roger Federer. He's one of the goats of this generation. I grew up watching him, and uh, our hatred was uh, 1A, 1B out of our tennis preferences, so I'll let you have the floor. Uh, Rafael Nadal. King of the clay. Arguably. King of the clay. King of the clay. That's a cool nickname. Has won that more, is a cool has nickname. Has won more titles at Roland Garros than uh, than anybody else. Um, and, of course, has had one of the most epic rivalries with Roger Federer. Of course, that five-set thriller they had at Wimbledon. Oh, that was incredible. It is the best tennis match that has ever happened and probably will ever happen. Um but I, I, I could say that, you know, I don't like Roger Federer. There are a lot of things that he is and does and acts that I just don't get behind. But I can respect him uh, for what he's done for, for tennis and, and all that. But Rafael Nadal, for me, is just, he's in, a, he's in a whole class of his own. And I love him. I love him. Tim? So I'm going to hop in with a third uh, member of this conversation and say uh, Djokovic is the GOAT. Uh, but he's not my favorite tennis player. That's just a, that's a statistical fact that he's the GOAT. Um, but anyway, my favorite tennis player is Andy Murray because I think that the period I watched tennis the most was between 2015 and 2016, and Andy Murray was in a lot of Grand Slam finals that year. So that's why he's my favorite. 
I, I could definitely say that I am not an Andy Murray guy. So do people not like him? I remember there being something about that. I yeah, remember, people do not like wh- him. What did he do? Like, what, what's, his, what's his problem? He's just very smug. Is he smug? Because he yeah. won at Wimbledon, and I was like, that's pretty cool. He won at home. So I, I kind of was like, I'll root for this guy for the rest of the year. And I think I watched. Which one? Is Wimbledon first? Uh, the Grand Slams? Or no. Australian. 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 No, Australian. The French. Ah, uh, yes. Then Wimbledon, then the US Open. So I think when does that start? When's the first one? The Australian Open just happened. It just started? Yeah, it who, just happened. Who won that for the men? Uh, Djokovic. Wow, that's crazy that he won another one. Yeah, but well, he, he, <laughs> he beat team. <laughs> He beat Dominic. <laughs> wasn't wasn't really uh, really so, close. Well, why weren't Federer and Nadal in the final? Because they got beaten. Yeah, they what else lost. you want? <laughs> they both lost. So, are you saying his his championship wasn't that impressive though? I'm not saying it's not impressive. Oh, I thought, it's, I thought that's what you were alluding to that he, oh, oh, no, he no, no, beat no, some no. Like, random guy. I was no, like, well, no, no, he no. won the thing though. No, Nadal Nadal is known to not be a uh, a hardcore player, and Federer, as you get older, the hardcore is a bit more of a, fa- a faster game. Yeah, it, it catches, it catches up, to up to you. It's harder on the legs. And, yep. Yeah. Whereas a place like Wimbledon is a lot sl- is a lot slower because of the grass and the way that the ball bounces off and how the grass is very compact. So it is a lot easier for these older guys to go for runs at Wimbledon because the game is much slower and it's much more tactical. And it's the same thing with uh, Roland Garros and the uh, the French Open. You got your your tennis lesson of the day. All I know is that Djokovic has more. At this age, than any of them did at the same age, so. Yes, but it is it, also going to be about longevity. I mean. I, I mean, uh, well, we, no, 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 I definitely agree with that. I'm not saying he's a goat. I'm like I'm joking. Like I don't really know anything about tennis, but I know that he has the most by his age. So, statistically speaking, he should be the best ever. But we'll see. He's on track. He's to on be. track to be. So yes. you you respect that if he had the most championships ever, he'd be the best ever. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he's. You're saying no. No. Why? Yes. What is why? I think Federer is, was is an all around more dominant player. Well, and you could also say that you know what Federer has mm. done for the game yeah. and just has his own brand and, and all of that. I mean, What's Federer, the head- Federer is Federer. What's the head to head record there? Is it is it like is it known? Is that like a big thing that one of them's won more? I'm just curious. If In the meantime, thing. Brett, who's your favorite tennis player of all time? I went with Serena Williams. All right, respect. To pure fucking dominance. I was thinking about Coco Golf for a second, just because yeah. like, she's like bringing me back into tennis right now. Yeah, she's like seven years old. Nah, but Serena's just pure f- dominance, yeah. highest level. She smokes some men. Yes, she's she's unbelievable. She dominates her sport. Djokovic leads the all-time series versus Federer, twenty-seven to twenty-three. Yeah, that was another stat that I eleven liked. to six for Djokovic in Grand Slams. Yeah, that one too. And thirteen and six in finals. Yeah, no, that's the record that, that I was also thinking about. Yeah, but but I mean, it's it's also different when you have a guy that's at the peak of his oh absolutely his game absolutely versus Federer, who you could say is on the is on the decline. I mean, it's it's kind of like you it's know a, when you've it's it's. It's, it's exactly stat. like Tiger Woods versus Brooks Kepka at the Masters. You oh, know, everyone, well, everyone wants to I wouldn't to see say Federer exactly. Win. I wouldn't everyone say exactly. Wants, uh, it is, it is oh, sort of the Absolutely. Same. Yeah, you have the, well, the, the young buck who's winning majors left, right, and center, and you have the guy from uh, from golf past and golf tennis past and Federer and and Tiger Woods that everyone everyone uh, still loves. It's, it's, in the, uh, it's in the same boat. Speaking of golf, Brett, who's your favorite golfer of all time? Uh, as you guys know, I'm not a huge golf fan, but there is one man that has actually made me turn on uh, golf before, and it's Tiger Woods. That is the only man that's ever drawn me 
to watch. Oh, Pleasure. Congrats. You both like the most electric player of the last decade, <laughs> the last 20 years. Uh, the, the, the stats say it all for him, but just, just, to get, just to get me to change the channel to watch him on a Sunday last year, I forgot what the exact fucking tournament The Masters. You won the Masters, right? Yeah. To get me to watch the Masters. What was that? It was a Sunday morning, too. It was a Sunday morning, and Liverpool was playing Chelsea that day, actually. They were playing Chelsea really? at home, and they won 2 nothing. They were up one nothing when I decided to change the channel. But to get me to, to change the channel, to turn on golf, just for him specifically, that, like, that's pretty impressive. I, I know you guys don't know how much I don't watch golf or, or oh, into golf. Oh, no, I can tell. No, you can tell. It's just... If you can get me to turn it on and be invested for a solid two hours, like you're obviously doing something right. And I got to go with Tiger. Well, I'm going to go with someone who makes me equally as excited, but just because of how much I love him, that's Phil Mickelson. Tiger's worthy adversary for many years at uh, Augusta. I mean, they're both phenomenal players. I won't, I won't discredit Tiger at all. He's done a lot of good things for the game of golf. He has, like you said, his uh, indiscretions, but... We'll look past that because he's been such an important player for the game of golf, and I think that's really something to, to note. But Phil, old lefty, that's my guy. It's my dad's guy. It's our family's guy. Always love Phil. I love Phil. I will always love Phil. Um, but Phil has not had the sort of legacy that Tiger Woods has had, both on and off the course. You look at what he's done on the course. So I, I respect Tiger, and has, you disrespect Phil. Unbelievable. No, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting Phil at all. I think the one blemish on Phil's record is that he has five second-place finishes at the U.S. Open. Yep. He wasn't able to get it done. A little bit of a blemish. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's going back to uh, this year, one of the sites of his second-place finishes. That's at, right. Uh, I remember at Wingfoot. No, yes, Wingfoot. Where he should have won it. At, but, like... He might win it this year. Like he actually, it, it's possible. If he qualifies. This is. He's actually. He's, pl- he's playing well. He's not. He's not like he's falling off that far. Like he's still a, a good golfer, and he's driving the ball farther than he's driven in his entire career. He has to. He has to either win an event or get a special exemption. But he has said that he is not going to be playing in the U.S. Open under a special exemption. And Wingfoot. Wingfoot is known as one of America's toughest courses. Like it, when they last went to Wingfoot. The winner, I believe, was six or seven over par. No fucking way. When the, la- the last open at Wingfoot. Where's that one? Mis- Wisconsin? No, upstate New York. New York. Oh, that's the one. That's, oh, that's in uh, Marinette, I think. Yep. Yeah, no, never mind. I was. Yep. What's the other one? That's in, uh, that doesn't matter, but there's one in Wisconsin I'm thinking of. Uh, Whistling Straits. Whistling Straits. That's, Whistling that's Straits why it sounds the same. Um, but, going, but going back to Tiger, I mean, what he's done on, off the course, being... Obviously, a role model for all uh, for African Americans and what he does in terms of promoting the uh, the game of golf for uh, the African American youth and trying to get other kids and especially you know minorities involved in the game uh, is is very important because I guess golf just get the stigma of it being a uh, a very white sort of sport and uh, you know what he does in that role as being the uh, the one black guy in the room to uh, and be really, really be the greatest, potentially the greatest golfer of all time, and do it as a as a black man is uh, is very, very inspiring for a lot of different reasons. Um, but then, of course, as we've talked about many, many times in the show, uh, what he's been able to do in terms of his comeback and it, it's the greatest comeback story that there is in sports. Just because everyone and their mother said that Tiger was down, he was out, he was finished, and. He's back, 
and there are a lot of people, I believe right now, he is the odds-on favorite to win the Masters again at around plus 200. Damn. For what it's worth. Yeah. It's Damn. Cool. It, to put this into perspective, uh, our man uh, Brooks Kepka. we are a pro-Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka podcast. Uh, he's around plus 1,200 to win, so I'm going to be throwing some money on Brooks Kepka to win the... Uh, the Masters this year when I drive to plus New Jersey. Twelve hundred, something like that. Yeah, I might be doing the same thing. Yeah, I because it's a that good sounds bet. that sounds tasty. Yeah, that uh, your favorite golfer, please. So my favorite golfer of all time is uh, the 1860 winner of the uh, the Open, uh, Sir Willie Park Senior. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. My favorite golfer of all time is Ricky Fowler. So I'm also a big Ricky Fowler fan. Hell yeah. When that man stepped onto the scene with his long ass hair, the bright the orange fucking neon polo, shit, yeah. and the hat, I was like, this man is just different. He did not look like a gentleman. He looked like a boy. And now he's matured over the years. He's one of the only uh, golfers who really reps tattoos. You don't really see that often on a golfer. And a nice little stash. Yeah. All he's missing is a fucking major. Well, yeah. He needs that major. Can I can I say uh, something that might piss you off? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Fowler's most overrated player on the tour. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Oh, okay, good. All right, that's not the conference. No, he's all about the pop. It's not about the talent with him. Yeah. It's the pop. Uh, the fact that he hasn't won anything and the the pedestal this man's held on, he's he's like slowing down. I can tell you what, his buddy Jordan Spieth is not too far behind. Oh, that man's a fucking train wreck. Well, uh, there is there is the stat yeah. that um, there is a point where Jordan Spieth had won eleven events to Justin Thomas's two, but since then it's gone fifteen wins for Justin Thomas to eleven for Jordan Spieth. Wow! He so in has, the period that wow. Jordan Spieth has won eleven events. Justin Thomas has won 13. It's been 13 events for Justin Thomas. Damn. Since Jordan Spieth has had a win. Damn. Jordan Spieth. Wow. Uh, kind of crazy how he just had that just collapse on the 11th hole at, uh, at Augusta. And, and he's never been the same. He's never been the same. He's never been the same. But, it, I mean, that 11th hole, that par 3, it, cha- it changes players. And like, he's missed cut after cut after cut Do you remember that, that yeah. period, though, when Under Armour... Had Steph Curry on the rise, and Jordan Speed on the rise. Oh yeah! And it really felt like under first. For and they a had second, Brady already too. And Bryce Harper. For a second, I really thought that Under Armour might pass Nike. Like, like <laughs> just because, like I know that's ridiculous. Like it's because the the size of the company. No, they had. But they in, had terms, the in, terms of, in terms of popularity among the youth and like what people are wearing, what people want to rep, Under Armour had a hot chance. They did. Really they did have a hot brand. one or two years. And then, never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Really, it really has gone away too. It's, it's Under Armour. There are people signing the Chinese and all these other Puma. former, like uh, all yeah. these foreign shoe companies now. And I haven't heard a lot of Under Armour signings lately. I'll tell you that. But. Uh. So any uh, any last uh, takes, guys, before we. Uh, Put a uh, bookmark in this, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Something similar to that to do one time. Yeah, that like, was uh, uh, that was very very good. That was a very uh, wonderful exercise. Put a twist on that. Yes. So uh, it is currently twelve thirty. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Oh. Uh, I am absolutely exhausted. 
So uh, hopefully this episode will be out uh, sometime within the next uh, 15 or 16 hours. Uh, so hopefully you will enjoy this, and of course, thank you for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast. If you have not already, remember to subscribe on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave a five-star review, and of course, tell us what you think about the podcast. Remember, say nice things about me. Oh, also, I forgot to set up that email account to all our friends in Canada. Don't worry, it'll be up shortly. So just send that email, just keep on trying. Oh, it'll of course, I forgot. Yeah. It'll go through eventually. Also, I was not under the influence of any drugs last episode. I was just in a mood. Just putting that out there. Good thing you mentioned that, Tim. That was a very good disclaimer, yes, because we absolutely needed that. Yeah, uh, sorry. For our producer, Matt Birdsell, for my co-host, Brett Mayer, Tim Brady, I have been your host, Ed Birdsell, saying goodbye for now. Days are coming, guys. And I want to say thanks. Thanks for listening. So just raise